Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. <laughs> it had to. Chills. It had to it. come to this. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy it took this long. This is this to is one that's this. this has been on my mind for so long now. Yeah. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. This is a movie podcast. It's Christmas. It is Christmas. I mean it Christmas. is literally Christmas. You're gonna hear this on Christmas, Christmas Eve. We uh we save this one. To me, this is the ultimate Christmas movie. I watch this every year. Every year, man. This is a this is such a huge movie for me. This is this is so big. When we every year when we've done Christmas stuff, this has come up. This has come up just to do any time because yeah, it's such a absolutely. picture. It's such a big movie. And once once we knew this Christmas season started, like I had a hunger, I had a <laughs> hunger for it, right? And I am at the point we're talking Batman Returns, oh. right? Ba-na-na-na-na. This movie, I think, this like defines Batman for me. This is the definitive. This, like, is, this is the number one Batman movie for me. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Yeah. We have not talked Batman at all. I don't think we've done any superhero stuff. <laughs> that was kind of a thing for us. We're like, no superhero Yeah, we, uh, we, we don't watch a lot. That, I honestly, right? I don't watch a lot of it, man. Right. But Batman it. Returns, however, I, I can't get enough. Yeah. And Christmas, man. If you're going to do a Christmas movie. The time is right. Yeah. This movie's huge for me. I love it. Uh, you're a big... You're like, Batman was I'm, your guy, right? When well, you, were, you know, yeah. I was, a, I was a comic book kid. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you This really is great. Were. I was I did, I did, was a religious household. Like, it sure. was amazing I was allowed video games. Right, Comic right, right. books were like, what am I pushing? Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. to watch I wrestling and video games. Like, we're, come on, we're right. You we're were setting some house. boundaries here. I was, yeah, definitely the comic book kid, but I was a basic, you know, basic kid, basic bitch. Yeah, Spider Man <laughs> and Batman. You know, it's like I like the kid stuff. Sure. And, See, I uh, had no that mark. That world was I had no idea it existed. Oh, we, didn't, yeah. I, we didn't live in town. We lived in rural Healdsburg. We got whatever like the uh, drugstore like in Healdsburg downtown. Used to go to fantasy books and games on Fourth Street. Didn't, oh, I think my parents kept met Wolverine there once. I'm starting to think they once I got really into wrestling, they're like, we have to block off all knowledge <laughs> of so many other things, right? It's like keeping you made Bo- your choice, like keeping yeah. Bobby Hill from knowing what competitive eating is, right? We just like <laughs> I have a feeling they might have shut down every other like. Well, maybe that was the the other way for me because uh, I did watch wrestling growing up, but also my parents were like, I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. You know what's better? Smart. He's reading a book, all right? If he's if nothing else, I'm putting, you know, hand to paper. I'm looking at books, periodicals. I'm telling you. Comic I had, book issues. I had one comic book. I had one comic mm-hmm. book. It was a Spider-Man comic book that was given to, like, dentists. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> For, like, dentists to That's give to kids to after. So that was the one comic book that I have. I mean... I don't know how much you want to get into it. Yeah, I, yeah. I can. I remember the Christmas when I was eight years old, and I said, "I want comic books for Christmas." Wow! And my parents got me Spider Man. It was the. It wasn't the original Amazing Spider Man, you know, series. It was Spider Man, which started 
sometime in the late 80s or 90s. See, I had no idea of these monthly runs. Oh, like, none of this world was... Amazing Spider-Man. There was Spectacular Spider-Man. Spider-Man, you know... When all of these, when all those cartoon shows hit in the ni- early nineties, yeah. X Men and but like I just thought these were just new cartoons. Well, the like, I have thing, no knowledge know, of any right? of their lore. There's there's Avengers, there's Avengers West Coast. They have a different, you know. So you were like comics kid, and you were into like when did you get Batman? Well, so uh, what was the tipping point for you and Batman? When did you like learn of his presence? Batman was always there. He's a he's ubiquitous, right? Superman, Batman, Captain America. Like, you don't have to know who they are to know them. But. Well, it feels like we came up in a unique time where Batman was never bigger. Right at the exact moment where we were children. Right. Well, like, there was, if you, there was exactly. the bigger lull in like the 70s through the mid 80s. There wasn't like fresh but Batman also, like, projects. My first memories of Batman were the Adam West cartoons and syndication of that and Super Friends and stuff from the 70s. Sure. Uh, I was six when Batman 89 came out, and I was far too young to be allowed no. to watch that. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. So uh, this one, though, Batman Returns especially, was like we had gotten a taste of Batman in like the early 90s. And this was, what, 92? <laughs> 92. Summer 92. And uh, we, couldn't watch ba- we couldn't watch the first Batman. Maybe we saw the TV version of it. and But we loved it. You know, just you just love Batman. Batman was. And you for, see the old the old seventies uh, cartoon that followed the Adam West stuff, and I remember the Adam West stuff so much. Yeah, but Batman was kind of a jokey cartoon, fun character until this you know Tim Burton version I, came around. I only knew of Batman from like you know advertising mm-hmm. from the from the first movie and like video games. So sure. I played like Batman NES, but I've never never had seen a Batman product. Right, right. Had right. no idea. We didn't have cable. We weren't watching seventies Hanna Barbera Super Friends reruns on Nick. I had no knowledge of Batman sixty, you know, mid sixties Batman, mm-hmm. which is actually my favorite. It's great, Batman. It's still great. It's... If we're counting all Batman properties, the original show is my number one easy. It's a it's a big part of yeah. Well, the thing that I always loved about Batman growing up was that. He's made for any time, any interpretation. <laughs> you can do whatever like, you want with he's Batman. Like pizza bagel. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> he's just you could have Batman any time, right? He, you know, he he started out dark and uh, would like kill people and had a gun. I think in an early <laughs> issue, you know, in the thirties, was <laughs> <laughs> just a dude to cape shooting again. He, like, he had like gloves, you know. He would like do like crime scene, you know. Yeah. And he was a detective, and then. In the 50s, he turns into, like, Zebra Man, and he would be an alien in one issue, or he would be, you know, he had to wear a pink suit in one issue. And then in the 70s, he got, you know, it's like he adapted. Yeah. I feel like Superman's always the same guy, right? Like, Spider-Man's pretty much the same guy. Batman adapts, which I love. Uh, anyways. So, well, I, like, didn't know anything about Batman, really. Yeah. I had no, I had no idea who this guy was. I didn't know anything about it. Just but... like a bat. This was also, I think, the first time the summer blockbuster got to me. Like, it was marketed right. directly to me. I was a, 11 years old, I think, doing nothing but playing baseball and playing video games mm-hmm. every day. And the ad campaign for this movie was everywhere. This movie was this the movie first movie that was just... Well, the first Batman, too, right? The, just that gold and black kind of bat symbol. Sure, that's when I first... everywhere, right? Well, 
I mean, I noticed a lot of that I didn't without seeing the movie when I was a kid because that one came out. I was seven or eight. Yeah. And but Batman merch was everywhere. Everybody okay. had the black T-shirt with the yellow bat. Like yeah. it was crazy in '89. How it was Bart Simpson shirts mm-hmm. and like Ocean Pacific surf design and Batman and black Batman. Batman shirts, right? And so Batman there was so much and Batman. Yeah. yeah so it was right? everywhere, even though I had no connection whatsoever. It just was all over. So I knew, but I didn't know. Yeah. Batman Returns. The advertising was all focused directly on me. It was during every cartoons. This movie ad was everywhere. The Diet Coke ad was oh yeah everywhere. Where like Catwoman tosses him a Coke can, and Batman just kind of like grappling hooks it. <laughs> just, they're keeping him super shadowy because so, you know it's not the real stars, but yeah. like the real Alfred is in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like Michael oh, Gow's doing rem- the commercial. Well, and especially with this movie, I remember because we were, again, still like, so in 92, I'm like nine years old. And my parents are still like, we're not going to let you see this movie. Yeah. And that but, was before it came out that parents didn't want but kids we to will, see this movie. But we will buy you all the merch. So like there, I have a, such a vivid memory of being in the Santa Rosa Plaza, me and my brother, matching Batman Returns like head to toe gear. <laughs> Hats, gear, <laughs> hats, t-shirts, fanny packs, brother. We were wearing, we were wearing Batman Returns fanny packs. This is a memory I have. Maybe I'm dreaming. My brother listens. He'll, he'll correct me. Both of you had like you and, were like, and I remember uh, like a woman like being like, oh, you must like that movie, and me being like, we, we haven't seen it, not yet. <laughs> Everybody, we, we wanted it so bad, and it's just like Michael Keaton Batman, like on the fanny pack and on the shirt and on the shorts and on the socks. <laughs> And you had like every, two like every, pieces of clothing <laughs> that go around. You just complete up to this point. I was picturing just normal white socks uh, and just like jean no, shorts. It, I mean, right in my memory, it's like the everything, Batman right? painter's cap. And maybe we still had the turtle shoes on because it was all Ninja Turtles. I was gonna say, Batman, you had a, right? the, you had all the turtles figures and stuff. And uh, yeah, I just remember so much being like, yeah, I'd never seen it, but. <laughs> I love Batman, and we had the trading cards and the movie magazine that has basically the story laid out in magazine format. Yeah. Uh, this thing was everywhere. It was everywhere. And then you watch the movie, and you're like, Batman's in 20 minutes of this movie. <laughs> and half of it is Keaton just kind of doing this great, stammery, perfect Michael Keaton, but he is like the fourth character in he, Batman Returns. It is... It is insane how much Batman is not in Batman Returns. And uh, that's still my gripe. Watching it even last night, just going like, we're 45 minutes in. He's been on screen for six minutes. <laughs> we're talking about... They, they have to introduce Penguin. They have to introduce and develop Catwoman. And not only those two characters, they come up with two different villains. They have other villains. Max so Shrek. Max Shrek. Your Donald Trump stand-in businessman and a Red Triangle Circus gang? Yeah. Those didn't exist before Batman <laughs> Returns. They were like, we got two of the greatest villains of all time. Let's add two of our own to the mix. So when this holy cow, when this blockbuster hit, hit screens, right, and was just breaking records, the biggest money earner since Batman, right? The, yeah. Like, because Batman was... Okay, so Batman I is up. a colossal hit. Batman when, in '89 was made for like thirty million dollars, made two hundred and fifty million domestic, four hundred 
worldwide in 89. All right, that's that's even bigger than I thought. That's a, that's insane. Yeah. It is that insane. That is crazy money for 1989 cinema. Yeah. And so there was a lot running on, riding on Batman Returns. I didn't know this at the time. I'm thinking at the time, this movie was so, you know, in your face. Ads everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Everybody in the movie looking cool as hell. The bat, the cat, and the penguin. Like, that was on every billboard. I got a good story about that. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so this movie, it played, that was back when Healdsburg had The Raven mm-hmm. since closed, but it was only when The Raven was a one screen. It was The Raven Theater before they added the uh, the smaller oh, cinemas sure, out sure, back. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. And so it would be literally a small enough town where it was like one movie a week. The movie that starts Friday, it is here until Thursday. It had the, the classic marquee. The letters are going up. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's a yeah. great theater, right? My mom loved that theater. We went all our movies there at the Raven, and my parents did not want to take me to Batman Returns. So I don't know how this happened, because it's the only time it happened. But I went to Batman Returns at the Raven with my grandpa. Oh, he was more the, like, taking me to baseball games and, mm-hmm. like, taking me fishing. Like, cool, great, amazing grandpa. He's since, since passed. And ama- right. everybody in town called him Doc. Ah. Everybody knew my He's grandpa like in Healdsburg. Yeah, yeah, no town town guy, right? Was he also was he a doctor? He was a dentist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Doc. Doc Ritz. Perfect. And uh but he did not take me to movies. My grandma took me to movies, mom took me to movies, never went to movies. Grandma's grandma. not going to Batman. I don't know how this happened. I don't know <laughs> how he got to be the one to take me and my little league buddy Justin. To uh, go to see Batman Returns after a game. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, my grandpa hated every second <laughs> of Batman Returns. And I think it confused him and scared him. I, I think he hated and just like was so confused by this being a thing. That yeah. two like 11 year old boys were losing their minds over. I think it like frightened him. I think it was one of these things where he didn't understand the world anymore. Right. This movie is so conf- like nothing you've ever seen when so, you're 11 years old in right. 1992. When I said earlier about how Batman, you can do anything with him, Tim Burton went too far. <laughs> he goes too far Dude, in this movie. This movie is fucked. <laughs> to be sitting there with my sweet grandfather, who is putting up with so much. Overall, yeah. I was like a good. My grandfather loved me. He spoiled me. Like he was a. He must have known who Batman was, though, right? It wasn't like a. I don't like know, man. My grandparents were. They were religious the too, so they didn't even have like a VCR in my lifetime, right? Yeah. So like they watched like religious programming. They watched game mm-hmm. shows. Mm-hmm. My grandpa was a big name that tune guy, but I don't. I couldn't imagine him interacting with a Batman product. He's the, he is also a grandpa who like broke one of my dad's bob dylan records who oh because wow. he hates how nasally bob dylan is on nashville skyline <laughs> just busted that thing over his knee so i don't know he's like not a rock music kind I of guess. grandpa yeah he was a guy when i'm thinking it he when was I probably was, figuring out how do i bust batman returns over my knee right now? yeah when i was like a kid i thought my grandparents were really old but now adult enough to do the math it's like oh he was like 56 <laughs> but i could tell he, hated he didn't but he was he was a sweet man yeah and was not going to say like i am hating every single frame 
of this movie. He like sat there and occasionally asked a question, but just soaked it in and hated it. Mm-hmm. He was taking a couple boys and they were like running up the aisles to get candy, running <laughs> back. Just this was just such a huge movie experience. And also for a movie when I had no idea what to expect. Nobody could have expected the direction Tim Burton took Batman. For a guy who, me, had no idea what Batman was all about, this was Batman to me. This right. is what Batman <laughs> exactly. was. This, def- Without knowing anything else, this is what I thought of Batman now. It's what's so weird. Yeah, to, I'm watching it again recently, it's like he just pulled everything and put it together. Like I see shades of M. I see shades of the Elephant Man. I see shades of Todd Browning's Freaks. Like yeah. every old movie he loves, Tim Burton just pr- crams into this thing. It's real. It's like, so over the top. And uh, I remember at the time, especially the the criticism of the Penguin just being so outrageous. Oh. This character, so over the, the the black slime coming out of his mouth. The grossness of the buttocks the the <laughs> perversity the horniness he's if, just like that's not who penguin is <laughs> if I, if i could pinpoint the thing the two things that my There's grandfather another, yeah. doc ritz hated the most if i could just sense it from sitting next to the man it would be the horniness of the movie <laughs> and the disgustingness of Penguin. Yeah. I'd... So... <laughs> I remember... Yeah. That. And of course, obviously, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, the latex, the black... Oh, my God. Sl- what know, are they doing to that costume? kids, right? That, exactly. It's like, that. this is a, this is a children's property, I Tim. have never seen, at that point, such a silhouettedly... <laughs> shinily outlined figure of a woman it's an awakening moment it is one of those where the yeah you think you're going in for a beat em up batman thing and you're going like i think i like cats yeah <laughs> michelle pfeiffer's insane in this and i'm Absolutely next insane. i'm next to my grandpa yeah so it's perfect situation for me no i like, <laughs> i didn't know i didn't even though i had seen by that point Wee's big adventure two mm. dozen times i didn't really know who tim burton was yeah. I wasn't a guy who was like knowing about movies, you know. I just knew what movies we had on tape and which ones I liked. Right, I, totally. I didn't know Tim Burton's style. I think so, yeah. Too, I, I was too young to. I had seen Beetlejuice, didn't know that. Had no real connection necessarily. That these were all the same guy, so I didn't know Tim Burton's style. But yeah. like, and I had only seen like at that point I was eleven, so I'd only seen The Cabinet of Doctor Caligari, like couple times <laughs> sure of course <laughs> so like i didn't know all the references your grandpa and all showed the you cues. that one a yeah couple right times. We, yeah. <laughs> you want to see a movie check this out <laughs> that, it's weird to think that that's a movie that came out like when he was born <laughs> in germany yeah. yeah you know uh well but, the uh the thing to remember too is that between batman and batman returns he got to make edward scissorhands see I didn't. Re- I'd seen and all that, of these movies at this point, and that was such a that a success and a critical darling that I think he just like went so full tilt because this is basically Edward Scissorhands too. Like it's got the same wintry vibe. It's got the same very very pale and very black kind of palette, uh, and it is so 
crazy, and um, I really love it, actually. Oh, I love this movie. It's my I really favorite love Batman. It. I just want to make sure everyone knows that, too. But watching it again, it's just, yeah, it's like, I can't believe that he got away with this. When you think about this, he made the movie that you said made $400 million in 1989, and then you follow up with the Vanity Project that then also makes a lot of money. Like, this is yeah. like Steven Bochco getting to do cop rock. Exactly. It's like he gave us Hill Street Blues. Like that, he gets to do what he wants. He is getting some hits, right? Yeah. yeah like you're going to get to do. And also, they're wanting big money. And so this is your chance to do like, oh, I can demand a big budget. I can yeah. demand a the budget and get to more do than double, my shit, right? right? On Batman Returns. So what's great is our boy John Peters. Mm. Uh is the reason like Batman existed on on film. He's the guy behind Batman. Tell me more. You know so you know John Peter. If you haven't listened to our Licorice Pizza oh, episode, yeah, 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 go yeah, back yeah. and listen to that with Bradley Cooper's incredible John that's Peters. Right, that's right. But this guy is the reason like he's the one that took the big money risk on Batman. None of, none of the other studios wanted to drop a thirty million dollar yeah. Batman movie. It was Peters and his uh, Peter Goober that were like putting up this right there was they were taking the chance on batman this is really this is one of those like this is that that batman 89 allowed superhero movies to even be in the discussion and it took another 15 years for them to go full marvel on it yeah no peter's john peter's what the because hairdresser the Superman movies the, had basically fallen off into canon film oh fodder. yeah once canon bought the rights and then Paid so much for the rights that they couldn't afford and to make the movie. All they could do, all they were doing at that point was like Dolph Lundgren Punisher movies. Like they just were not giving <laughs> Superheroes these were moving to like a straight to video yeah, world by, by that point. And so John Peters, of all people, putting, agreeing to budget a $30 million big screen Batman. Like yeah. that is a risk. That was not a movie that people were thinking was going to make $400 million. Like that was a huge risk that paid off it insane. Was amazing. Apparently, he was really hands-on on that one, mm. like on the set constantly, right? Tim Burton had it put into his contract that John Peters would not be anywhere uh, on the set that makes sense. of Batman Returns. Yeah. They, it's a totally you different feeling movie. John Peters working <laughs> with like Tim Burton? Like those kind of egos and those kind of ideas, guys, like if there's a difference... I love like, that. It's going to be bad. So yeah, barred from the set, negotiated his contract. But Peters is making money. Well, I gotta he say, he knows, right? Peters, hands on making the four hundred million dollars. Like Batman Returns made like half of what the first one did. Yeah, like it still made money. It was a huge hit that was viewed disappointing. Yeah, because but of- it wasn't the yeah it wasn't the cultural thing that the first one was. Yeah, and then yeah then. Burton doesn't do it anymore. Joel Schumacher takes it over from there. Gets him even better. Then Burton goes on to not make money on a movie for like 10 years. <laughs> he just like fails over and over again and keeps getting like $100 million budget. Yeah. I and mean. just keeps blowing it. You can, you can so blow some people's buddies. Maybe John Peters was like, uh, knew what he was doing. I mean, if you look up, I didn't pull it up here, but you look up the list of movies that John, John Peters has a dozen plus successful yeah. huge productions like this guy is he went from hairdresser to barbara streisand to like <laughs> he's a self-made lunatic yeah right but man him and i gotta there's gotta be some dvd bonus footage of him and tim burton getting into something 
some battle of ideas. I, I need to it. see it. But so I didn't know this either. This screen. I looked up the screenwriter because Batman's such a weird movie. Mm-hmm. It's like who were they pulling? It was like Tim Burton and this guy Daniel Waters. I had no idea why this name sounded familiar. This guy wrote. Check out this five year run. Okay, five year run. I'm listening. This is a, this is a, so good. Starting with Heather's. Mm. Moving to the adventures of Ford Fairlane. <laughs> the best dice movie. We're doing, sure. We're doing Ford Fairlane next week. Okay. We're doing Ford Fairlane. Happy New Year. Hudson Hawk. Oh, my God. <laughs> this guy Hawk. kept working. Yeah, dude. This is year after year. <laughs> These were all consecutive years. All consecutive years. Yeah. All right. Fourth year. Batman Returns. Okay, he's Ooh, back. Geez, this guy's big. <laughs> Hudson Hawk was a bust. Yeah, they, they oh, wanted that to be definitely. Batman Returns. Fort big Fairlane bust. was also a bust. Fort Fairlane was anyway. <laughs> fifth year going out, Demolition Man. Yeah, who is this Daniel? I've never the name Daniel Waters. That five year run, love that. Heather's is undeniable. Ford <laughs> Fairlane. This guy took dice. MSG selling out dice album hit. Hosting Saturday Night Live Dice and made a really funny movie with Dice. <laughs> Hudson Hawk, you know, not so good. But man, well, Batman I'll Returns. Say, Batman to Returns, come back with that. Very funny to, movie. To write this movie. <laughs> to write this flick, man. And like you said, he had to have no studio input. This was all Tim Burton's ideas, all his German expressionism. It doesn't. It, it's maybe the most Tim Burton movie. Like it really, because he finally got the budget to do it. Yeah, and even from the opening, just like every shot is so like swooping in, large spires, snow on everything, A the sick, cobble pot mansion, the sick sewers. mix of like miniatures with uh, yeah. with Lord of the Rings style forced perspective filmmaking yeah. and like killer makeup effects, insane makeup effects, but also early like cgi just stuff. enough to kind of uncanny valley it uh-huh yeah, exactly. just enough to kind of throw up yeah this weird vibe and so you know the the like tagline of this movie right like the cat the bat and the penguin so my friend justin who i'm seeing it with my grandpa mm-hmm. he like says that <laughs> like it's his line Ah, like it wasn't on, like the most repeated tagline of like a month of <laughs> it wasn't ads. On every Burger King cup. I still remember, man. Week. What's that? I don't remember this dude's last name. He was first baseman. He lived like a couple houses down from my grandparents, and we were on the same little league team. Mm. Cool kid, right? We, we played. We played Ghostbusters together. Like nothing yeah. but nothing but great memories of this guy, right? But I, to this day, remember how he brought it up. Super casual, he says. As the movie's like in the opening, oh, like he says, "You know, this movie's like about a cat, <laughs> a no, bat, and didn't. a penguin." Oh no! <laughs> like it just came to him. Like it had. You know, this movie's about. Yeah, you know what just occurred. You to know me? what just hit me. Justin. Two of these words uh, rhyme. We are not. That's what's so crazy about that tagline. Two yeah, out of three words <laughs> rhyme. Yeah. And then you just have, and the penguin. Pretty poor tagline. <laughs> it's not In great. general, right? Pretty Let's poor. Let's describe the three characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty light. Pretty light, honestly. 
But I love, but but I don't know. Justin thought it's like That's maybe funny. maybe it like flew under the radar somehow. Maybe I'm the only one who's been seeing these up on Happy it. Meal ads. Yeah, exactly. Right? Do you have all those Happy Meal toys? All the Happy Meal toys. Yeah. I think we might still have some. Yeah, the little Catwoman car with her tail. Okay, so you talked about DeVito being so disgusting as the penguin, right? Oh, the worst. One thing that we just kind of accepted when we were kids is that everybody found him so disgusting that toy manufacturers just agreed to go to, like, the Burgess Meredith <laughs> penguin. <laughs> Every other character looked like, like the we're movie. not doing that. We're and all the toy that. makers, none of them were the. Di- they all just were like, "We'll just do the one with the monocle <laughs> and the top hat." Actually, so you still got a pointy nose, right? Close enough. Like, but what's when I say we accepted it? We were never given an explanation. Yeah. At the at the you were nine, eight, nine. I was eleven. Like nobody was ever just like, "Why is this different man <laughs> with all the other people?" All the, the action figure was like him, just like with a like cigarette holder and monocle, and like just like who's this guy? Well, and yeah, that's what's so funny in the movie. They take so many measures to reject the old penguin thing. He spits out the cigarette, right? He, you know, he, the the umbrella effects are subverted. Like everything is subverted in this movie of what penguin is. He is not a man. He is an animal. He's literally. <laughs> reversing the the elephant man you know line from yeah. Lynch's movie and uh yeah and then the toy manufacturers are like let's just go with the penguin they're like that we all know nobody wanted like to- nobody was on board for it and everybody was on board for catwoman by the way God everybody God. was like this is controversial she licked him i saw it it was good nobody was on board for the penguin everybody was like i can't i how do i explain how do i explain the penguin penguin to my children how do it's i do this a... it's like you can see the kids going like mommy dude parents why is penguin parents like this? this movie this is a dark movie right this well, is like a dark like so my grandpa like yeah he, they didn't swear they didn't do any of this stuff right there's definitely no overt horniness in my my grandparents household right they were they were old grandparents right they did grand my grandma and i went to like litton springs goodwill yeah that's what we did we got thrifty ice cream <laughs> <laughs> we didn't watch whatever this was. Like I said, this had to be a shock to my grandfather's senses. This is like the Warriors to my grandpa. Like this is like yeah, this is crazy. This is like nothing he'd ever seen, man. It's such, it's a really dark. And like there's no like uh, the way this opens so nightmarishly. Yeah, well, yeah, with the freak baby like <laughs> we pulls in the cat and essentially I guess rips it up, kills it. Something. The Larry Cohen movies that we love. It's alive. It's alive. Oh, it's sure. It's a real. It's alive movie, except with, except with Pee Wee and Simone. It's a hundred percent. It's alive. I love this opening of the the dialogue free kind of visual of them just drinking the drink and seeing this Dude, thing. And do you know uh, how specifically confusing it was to me? The first image of this movie, basically. So Pee Wee's Big Adventure is a movie I had seen more than any right. other movie, and I didn't know anything about Batman. And then Batman starts with like Pee Wee and Simone <laughs> from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, just wearing like, but like old, like from the forties. Yeah, this movie definitely goes no so hard into the forties. What, that. like, I did not. I was so confused so quickly. Again, I don't know. I wonder you know, if you're Tim yeah. Burton's milieu. It's it's one of those where you wonder if he meant to do that or if he was just like, I like these actors and I want to give them a part. No, I mean, yeah, it was definitely getting his 
getting his people in there, but it's yeah. intentional to put them in character looking so good. Yeah. Paul Rubens looks so good as like a robber baron. Yeah. Cigarette He's got holder, his cigarette holder politician. Going. Like, mm-hmm. looks so good. Also, I, I mention it whenever you and I have talked Batman movies, just how shitty Gotham is. There's so many mm. rich people. The rich people never seem shielded from any of the, like, the bad element of Gotham. Absolutely. And that's always, that, that really struck me. The, well, they're all like stuck immediately, in, right? They're all stuck in one Rockefeller Square. Half this movie takes place in one square block in front of Max Shrek's department store. And I think that's what kind of irks me about this movie. It's kind of the same. I, I was thinking about this watching it. It's the same as Eyes Wide Shut. We got two Christmas movies in a row that are yeah. obviously take place on fake sets and do not include Christmas. The but Christmas our, movies where you don't get the Christmas, you don't get well. You don't like, get anybody celebrating Christmas, but yeah. Christmas is in every. But it's scene in every shot. of the movie. Everybody's shopping for Christmas. Yeah, exactly. It's like there are movies where Christmas is not any part of the plot, but it is in. It is all movie, set in the ex- everywhere. It's the first line you hear as they're as they're pushing their baby off to drunk, dump him in the river that people are saying Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas yeah. this and. Is, you could have said it any year, but he it had to be at Christmas. It's yeah. a perfect Christmas set movie. It adds every kind of vibe to this flick, right? It is two parents. My grandfather's watching them dump their freak <laughs> baby in the river. The opening. Just a freak baby Moses yep. getting sent off into the reeds, unceremoniously just dumping that carriage. He eats a cat right away. Right away. I knew my it's too, it man. goes too hard. Like that's like I remember this movie even, was a huge controversy. Yeah, right. It, they just went they went too hard in 1992 on the penguin, and uh, yeah, it really upset. I remember that that character really upset parents. Like, yes, big time. It should have. Penguins is a freak. <laughs> I can't. He's believe- a child murderer. They go through newspaper clippings. They're like Red Triangle Gang with Penguin Boy. A bunch of kids went missing. Yeah, and then his whole the you know the the thing with this movie is that they could have cut. 20 minutes out forget the mayor stuff forget the framing batman stuff just make him a child murderer like an m and just have batman and all the other freaks rise up to stop him it's a total retelling of one of the greatest german classic movies ever so i will say as much as as much as i love this movie and every time i watch this movie i think i actually from from the first time I saw it in 92 to like now, I think I understand the plot less. <laughs> like each subsequent viewing. You never it, know. It is so, it focuses it is on such so a many, so here's the, maze. Here's the first thing. Here's the guy that got fucked. This movie is Christopher Walken's movie. Absolutely. And he is a part movie. of none of the advertising at all. <laughs> this movie could have just been Max Shrek. It would be. It is one of the best villain characters. He is perfect in it. He has a couple of reactions that are so funny, so amazing. He is a guy that I've watched in every scene of this movie. He is doing so much, and it is all hilarious. I love Christopher Walken in this movie. And he is a part of none of the advertising of this flick. Every, Every trailer, every ad you watch, Max Shrug is not in this movie. No. He is in this well, how movie do you for like that? he is in this movie as much as the penguin, mm-hmm. if not more. Oh, he is like a bigger villain. He's the than... biggest character in the movie. He's yes. the linchpin of everyone working <laughs> together. He is the reason why Selena Kyle becomes Catwoman. He 
is the reason why Penguin tries to become the mayor. He's and he and Bruce Wayne are like scene feuding. one. To, yeah. And he is, he is a self-made man and doesn't respect Bruce Wayne as a billionaire of like old money. Yeah. He's a right. newer tech man. But he's all he's a But he's also a, a Robert Baron. Yeah, he's a he's a he's, he owns all the fire traps in Gotham City. He's trying to build the power plant that sucks power instead of takes it. He's the Lex Luthor uh but he's really Donald Trump in this movie with the big hair and the dumb son and he mm. is He's in every we'll get back fucking scene shit. of this movie. It's crazy it's how dominant him. Shrek is in this movie, and you would never know it. He has never been on one poster for this flick. There's no toy. There's no Max Shrek toy. No, he does not exist in any advertising of this movie. He is the entire movie. It's insane. It's crazy. It's insane. When I watch, so when I saw it as a kid, when I watched it again for the first time, you know, like a decade later, it had like been erased from my mind how in every part of this movie this man exists because they, it's like they don't want you to know he's a character. Right. Nobody wants you to know. They don't want you to know. It's it's all about. There's even a line in this movie where I was watching it going like that can't be real. Where Batman, where Bruce Wayne boasts about the property damage that Batman saved. In, in his actions it's all about like pro it's also it's all about money and property and capitalism and this guy trying to so put a new mayor <laughs> in place so he can get his shyster uh power plant funded i i thought the i thought bruce Real wade's comment was comic like, book stuff <laughs> i thought bruce wade's comments was like a really well written out of touch rich guy superhero joke yeah because catwoman's like upset about a newspaper headline that portrays her as kind of like a like a tramp or something mm -hmm. and bruce wade's more like i mean they i've i kind of fucked up the day but you think the property damage alone that i saved was like a you know all these billionaires cops care about property that's it's a really funny that's all they care funny. about to protect right but all i could think about in that's in that line was just like is that why bruce wayne got in the game is that why he put on the cape yeah to save property to damage save property. yeah or was it to avenge his parents death <laughs> I I love. Thank God. Is this one of the only Batman movies where we don't have to have a Bruce Wayne flashback? <laughs> is this the that only maybe, one? Maybe. Maybe. Thank you, Tim Burton. I'd much <laughs> rather see him like kind of like there, done that, kind of doing funny stammering in a in like a sweater. But also, I feel like this movie's missing some Batman essentials. Like it doesn't have like the Batmobile in the Batcave. Like it has those kind of like. Oh, okay. I need. I wanted a little bit. Like again, I just Every, want more Batman. Batman, Batman I'm is a guy who so, loves Batman. He's in it so little that when he shows up on the scene, he's literally just like driving into the screen. Yeah, there's no setup to the Batmobile. He just shows he just up, shows up, riding, and then fog. he's like knows exactly what to do, which is great. He knows the Red Triangle Gang's back. All right, so the Red Triangle <laughs> Gang. Um, I always say that Frank Booth has the best like small time crew. Uh, yeah. In cinema history, I love his goons. Love that crew. Uh, James Caan's tight crew in Thief. Sure. Him, Belushi, and that third guy who's the driver slash the guy who cools their big torch. Mm -hmm. Like that guy. Mm -hmm. When they need a third, he's the one they bring in. I like that crew. But the greatest large crime crew, this red triangle game, they scare people. They're that they're is intense. scary. That is so intense, so quick, so out of nowhere. 
And then it's so intense, and then you realize they don't actually have anything for the Red Triangle Gang to do for, like, the rest of the movie. Right. But this They're five havoc minutes makers. of Red Triangle mayhem. The opening Red Triangle is Gang incredible to me. Man. Yeah. It's uh, what I love. Blew my mind. What I love about it is um, how there's no cops around. You got the mayor lighting the tree. Not a single fucking cop in sight. Not one car, right? This Triangle Gang somehow just pulls a big present, Dude, a, a two-story present up to the street. No one stopped them. There was there no is, guard around to say, hey, let's not do that. It seems like super easy to get walk into the sewers <laughs> in yeah. any part of Gotham City. There are so many times where people are just like walk around a corner on the street and then they're just like, a story deep in a sewer. <laughs> exactly. Around the next corner. And this whole gigantic gift rat present that's carrying like a lot of men. A lot the of Trojan people. horse Big this Trojan thing horse. in. A lot of men. They just wheel it up straight like out of the sewer. Like yeah. that is a big like they just got like boat docking ramps. City like, block. Yeah. It's insane how many access points they have in downtown. And no one thinks to like check it out or stop it. And then they just start lighting people on fire. They like come machine up. Machine guns <laughs> and flamethrowers. Can you imagine if someone attacked Rockefeller Center during the Christmas tree lighting? Like, Gotham City is a big city, right? Like, it's supposed to be like a New York-sized city. If people got lit on fire during a terrorist attack on Rockefeller Center. So, like, that's what's kind of the crazy what? thing about Batman Returns, right? It's because this movie has made what I was just entering double digits and now i'm watching it going seeing danny devito the grossest weirdest dude ever running for like political office and thinking like nobody would want to hire this dude this dude is the <laughs> creepiest guy ever it's just like oh wait that shit just happens now yeah it's just great and the way the crowd is like really uh, thinking that max shrek is like on their side when Max Shrek is just like, suck is this town dry. He's throwing a couple of gifts out. out. I love it. And these people in the crowd, they're showing up in the freezing cold to just just trip over Max Shrek's dick. <laughs> That's a new catchphrase. Right? Just tripping over it. And how did, like, I love that we've established, like, at least back to I2, the idea of just the meathead, dumbass billionaire <laughs> son, Skip Shrek. What chip, chip, chip even better, tra- even better. What a what a Robert Zadar doofus! Oh my god, incredible! Insane. That that actor, he played, he was like the comeback Leatherface. Oh, I totally believe that. He was big, yeah. Like oh, yeah. he was bigger and brawny guy, That's right? A good guy. Uh, I forget his name, but yeah, he yeah. was like the the early two thousands Leatherface. I think maybe in a sequel too. Love it. He's one of those stuntman actors. I guarantee. I know he was in the program. Yeah. That great uh, mid-90s football movie. Pretty sure this guy's played a linebacker in like four movies over a 10-year He's period. perfect. Andrew but he's, Bynarski. But he's also like a perfect like Eric Trump. Like Never. I don't remember him as that guy in this movie. He is so good as the... Like, take me, Dad. Yeah, hey, Dad. Yeah, hey, just the, the total hack meathead 25-year-old <laughs> son. Chip Shrek. Ah, leave Chip. Leave Chip, hey. please. And Chris, I, I almost just want to do Christopher Walken lines in this it's movie. So it's so tough. When the, they're doing that tree lighting, he goes like, you know, Santa Claus, afraid not. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just a lucky, you know, schmucku guy. And so, so sue me. They know. So sue Burton me. knows how good. <laughs> it's very bad. It's very, Burton knows how uh, good Walken is. And I swear to God, a couple of not. times they let him do that. Like, I love his SNL character, the Continental. Yeah. That weird guy who's just talking to the camera. They let him chew up so much. And I'm just pictured all this B-roll of Walken just like doing Walken while he's wearing the craziest <laughs> Beethoven wig. Yep. And just saying baubles. Baubles. <laughs> this dude is so funny. Amazing. He's such a slime, but he's so good. The little like walking movements, yeah. the kind of like jittery things. He has this moment. One of the biggest laughs I've had in a movie, like in months. I'm a I, I love to laugh, but this scene, man. When he tells Selena Kyle flat out that he's gonna murder her. And she is scared to death, and he moves in on her. Yeah. And then he does a freeze frame and does a Christopher Walken hop back. Oh, yeah? Eh? Eh? I lost perfect. it. Perfect. I lost it. It's that perfect. is one of the funniest seeds, man. And he is so good at being evil and funny. This I know. Is it, his he's he's funny, but then, then, yeah, when he goes like, and who would you tell that to? Yeah. To Selena Kyle, it's like scary. This guy plays the it's room, good. knows how to get to. This guy is not a billionaire. Robert Barron by accident. Yeah. This guy's not. He's Mr. He's Mr. Burns. He's controlling the he nuclear power, Gotham power, right? Shretko. This is his movie, and it is insane how they refused to market it. <laughs> what I love is, you know, Christopher Walken gets like low cinema scores because he is always a guy that like gave people like creepy vibes. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. like Willem sure, Dafoe, well, sure. right? He right. just makes people like uncomfortable because he's that guy. Like that's that's why he was walking was so funny in Annie Hall, because mm-hmm. he because you believe that he's gonna drive Woody Allen headlong in traffic, <laughs> exactly. right? <laughs> he's the perfect guy for it. It doesn't seem like exactly like everybody our parents' age saw the Deer Hunter. They know he was on the boat when Natalie Wood died. <laughs> like life is imitating art here. Like okay. You know, when Klaus Kinski goes to the hardware store and buys an axe, you're going to turn heads. When Walken's on a boat, when America's sweetheart dies, looks bad. Yeah. Looks super bad. Not great. Right? Like if Willem Dafoe was on a boat where, like, a guy died and you're like, who else was on the boat? And they were like, just Willem Dafoe. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, already looks bad, right? Like, if Tom Cruise was alone on a boat with a guy and that guy died, nobody would be like, all right, well, maybe... Maybe Tom's yeah. got a way out, right? Tom somehow held his breath for seven minutes underwater trying to save Just this guy. Just trying to save this guy, right? <laughs> somehow, Chris Walken skated on that. Yeah. They're still just like, well, I mean, we know he probably... The like, ice is going to break! <laughs> yeah. No, he's iconic. And uh, I think he's just one of those guys where he steals the whole movie, obviously. Obvious. And there are... Honestly, every the, every scene everybody is in, good. Everybody is really good in this movie. Yeah. But every scene, Christopher Walken is just like shines. When he tells the photo, the the photographer, the or the reporter, just goes, you know, give the Constitution a rest. You know, just like <laughs> he is so perfect in every moment. I love there was him. this, there was this little thing where, when they're running. Uh, penguin for mayor which i'm sure we'll cover in the next couple hours yeah charlie told me before we were doing this like over <laughs> he's like he's like i hope you're ready for me talking three hours about batman I'm just could like, happen yes could happen we can we can drag well this. what's funny is that the penguin is not a guy i ever like cl- like 
got any traction with. Like, it's so interesting to me that the Penguin is a character that has appeared in multiple Batman movies. Because to me, it's just so... It's like, okay, so he's maybe kind of a weird-looking guy. He likes birds. I didn't... He's a gangster. Like, there's not that much to it. I don't actually know. So I think it's actually the only way you could do it is to turn him into a completely different child-killing monster. Man, I don't know how I was allowed to, like, stay in the movie. And I don't know how I actually processed what the Penguin was. I didn't know the concept of freaks. Yeah. When I was a kid. Like, I was pretty... I was sheltered. I didn't know about freaks. I didn't know about flipper babies. I don't know. I had no idea what what Penguin was. But I also don't think I asked many questions. I think we were just kind of had to accept this thing. just go along with it. We just had to go along with it. There's no time. There's so many things happening in this movie. There's no time to go like... Uh, so why isn't Batman still wanted by the police for killing that woman? So no, we're moving on. I mean, <laughs> Penguin's no longer a viable candidate. Next scene. When you think about it, this movie is about a cat. About- <laughs> <laughs> like, so I don't know. Like I don't. I knew shit about this, and I didn't understand any of it when I was watching this in the theater. Right? Yeah. I didn't know any of it. It's great, but it's still like a confusing movie with. 18 plots it's too much so many so so many plots for so many characters and and none of them really affect batman (laughs) (laughs) none of them actually do anything for batman you know he saves the day he stops the red triangle gang at every turn he all right so has feelings for catwoman but like none of it actually like does anything so the red triangle gag, yeah, who Get I love so much, it is. I guess they just passed because they looked incredible on like the storyboard. Because mm-hmm. red, red triangle gang are so inessential to this. Because all the headlines are like weird penguin thing. It's like also red triangle also, gang a causing whole chaos. Circus gang lit several people on fire last night. Yeah. So now it's still like thirty years later. The idea of just like a circus freak gang showing up in Gaza and just like mowing down just like families at Christmas. It's just like, yeah, that's probably happening. That's I mean, that's probably happening. That's, yeah, exactly. The The thing that happened with this movie, that, or maybe the thing that didn't happen, was it didn't catch on in other forms. Uh, so like three months after this movie came out, the animated series comes out. All right, I okay. so I and wasn't that, sure which came first. They were both the same year. They were basically the God, same year. This I came did. out in like June or July, right? Animated for series as confusing as Batman Returns was, I devoured the animated. series. Now the animated series introduced a character like Harley Quinn, and that would go on to become the most popular character in <laughs> Batman lore. Yeah, Red Triangle Gang didn't quite get that they traction. Get, but, Black Shrek never really hit those levels in. But Comic what books. could you ask for more? Max Shrek is an incredible villain. I yeah. mean, this is Chris, Chris Rockin was a Bond villain. And he was a. That's true. He was a great Bond. Villain, I had that right? thought the other night. I was like, is this the only Batman villain who's also a Bond villain? I yeah. think so. This is Walken. basically his character from View to a Kill. Yeah. Within the Batman universe, and it works amazingly. This totally. should have been. They did not need to be just like you know what we need. We need this freak who's got the disgusting teeth and this weird little butt. And we need to have him in at least a couple outfits that show his weird butt. Yeah. And then Christopher Walken can just wear, like, long coats like he's Scrooge. Uh Uh-huh. You know? Big furry coats. So bizarre. 
I don't know why they felt they needed this. I knew who Danny DeVito was when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Sure, we but, all watched Taxi. Yeah, up. <laughs> you know, I mean, he was like he was in stuff, right? Yeah, My, I saw other people's money mm-hmm. when we were in a hotel, and it was on TV. That's right. You know, I don't oh know, well, we throw talked Mama about romancing the stone. And, and yeah, stuff, my dad, right? romancing the stone, was his favorite movie. Yeah. so I I knew Devito, loved him, but I I didn't know enough to be like, did they need Devito? Was he like box office? Right. Because I get now in retrospect, like getting Nicholson was probably huge. That was the right. big thing for Batman, for sure. Like, it wasn't Keaton. Keaton was no. a name, but J- N- Jack no. Nicholson was fucking everything, Jack Nicholson. Everything for that first Batman was Nicholson, Keaton. Nicholson first. Right, Nicholson absolutely. first built. Sure. And I think that was the the movie, you hear those stories where Nicholson didn't, like, get paid. He just took a cut of oh. the gross. So he ended up making, like, $60 million <laughs> right. for doing that. Yeah. He gets yeah. to go like do a cool Jack goof off guy in makeup and it yeah. ends up being the most lucrative. He makes like... so much money. He can do the two Jakes. <laughs> We're bringing Chinatown back <laughs> the next year. You guys, I got paid so much money. We the can do two next Jakes. <laughs> I'm getting Harvey Keitel. Both of us may show dick. We're doing Chinatown too. The twin Jakes. Thank you. Yeah. What but yeah, dream. no, this one was definitely like Keaton and then DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I should have looked up who the other like women or <laughs> or men were considered for the, the Catwoman. Oh, I think I, I remember know. hearing the Catwoman parts were all ridiculous. The one that makes the most sense is Madonna. Uh, de- yeah, sure. If Madonna sure, sure. had been in this in 1992, this would have been bigger than yeah. Batman. I think this is Michelle Dick Pfeiffer's Ch- best performance, though. I I think she is amazing in this movie. She really is. She has to wear like the ghoulish, like cabinet Caligari kind of makeup. She has to be this insane person. But every time I watch it, it's like she is so good. She is so charming, yeah, and so cute, and so hot, and so so cool. hot and dangerous. She's a femme fatale, though. She's like so dangerous, and she. Uh, the anguish with which she screams and shatters that greenhouse. It's oh, like iconic. To I, me. I love Michelle Pfeiffer. And yes. Yeah. It's a drag watching it now where it's just like I, a movie with just Michelle Pfeiffer, like stopping rapists and stuff. Like right. they had just done a cat, had the faith to do a Catwoman movie. Well, instead they tr- of kind of wedging her in yeah. here. And then they did that with uh Halle Berry as Catwoman. Oh, I've never seen, but uh, uh, nobody. Yeah, I've never seen that. I don't so, think she was stopping racist rapists. I'm a racist or she was a fence hey, sitter on racism. Yeah. Weirdly, Get the pronouns right. Scratch, <laughs> she, scratch. She, she was like the she was she like pulled the the person of color Catwoman ladder up after. Her, like, I love that. Um, yeah. So I'm a Julie Newmar guy. Sure, I think Julie Newmar is. As Catwoman is the biggest babe in like TV history. Hard to argue with that. And the G-rated horny relationship she has with Adam West is my hands down favorite part of the original Batman. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Eartha Kitt seasons. Not mm. just because of the racism. <laughs> I think Julie Dubar is such a perfect Catwoman. She is just... I can't take my eyes off her. She is amazing. And her interactions with Adam West. That said, Michelle Pfeiffer 
could not have killed it more. Mm-hmm. And whatever psychopath thought up her cat suit, nothing like just torturing a woman for oh, <laughs> like a four month shoot, right? I feel like it's like th- what forty years, thirty years later, we still don't know how she got in that suit, dude. Like, we don't. I don't know how she was put suit. into that suit. It's it a vacuum. It's sense. a vacuum sealed suit. <laughs> it no, is. it's legitimate. It's a that's yeah. how they do it, right? There's no other way. This to. thing is built around her, and then just they like suction it in, and then they're not reusable because you can't just take it off like a normal suit. Oh she's yeah, a, she's cut out of these things, of them. right? Yeah, there's hundreds of these scraps of Catwoman suits. Incredible though, the design on this cat suit. You talk an iconic. Mm-hmm. Max Shrek is an iconic character. Christopher Walken is an iconic character, actor, but like. Catwoman suit that's that's the thing from this movie for them to also be like let's make somebody really gross <laughs> we have this let's, incredible let's pair babe. the sexiest thing ever with it's like in Scarface when she has that that blue slip dress mm-hmm. where and she was man she's so skinny as Catwoman she's so like tiny with her whip skills her and Elaine Joyce with her recovering a lot of women whip skills let me tell you when we saw Motel Hell with Elaine Joyce whipping lamps in her swingers hotel room. Uh-huh. And then I see Michelle Pfeiffer and her incredible uh, whip work. I'm sitting here trying to think of like other movies to, to do where we can get women whipping. And let me tell you <laughs> how completely unhelpful my results for when I, without thinking, Googled woman with whip movies. <laughs> Just the shittiest Didn't, stuff got yeah. downloaded immediately onto my computer. But Michelle Pfeiffer is cool as hell in this movie. If she'd come out in Scarface in that slip dress mm. that hung off her like so amazingly, but also could like whip. Oh my gosh. I loved her in Scarface. I loved her in yeah. Married to the Mob. Right? She just looks, nobody looks like Pfeiffer. But, I know. but. If they had gotten Madonna, box office record. Oh, you think? Yeah. I mean, Dick Tracy. I we love Dick Tracy. Sure, Dick We're, Tracy's this incredible. Is love huge Dick Tracy fan. Dick right. Tracy house. Madonna does not have much to do at all in Dick Tracy. If you had put her in the Catwoman suit and let her say those words like Madonna saying those words, mm-hmm. light it up. <laughs> so that's the summer right there. No, every other movie's canceled. Keaton, DeVito, Madonna. Madonna. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's over. No, Madonna would be number one. Keaton would still be second <laughs> build. Like, Keaton might have gotten a double the pay raise from the first one, but Madonna would be... Madonna in that suit, that would be the... Adver- I mean, that'd be... Ever- there'd be fashion shows modeled just after her in this movie. So as incredible as Michelle Pfeiffer is, I know they were talking Madonna. There was also other names like Cher... Okay. I mean, I kind of would watched it. I would want to share Catwoman movie, but I'm kind of glad Cher wasn't the Catwoman in this movie. But even just Cher slapping Batman going, snap out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. No, you sold me. No, that is actually, that, that is really great. I, that is, I, I do want that actually. It's not too A late. Moonlighting uh, Batman Returns mix, so mixtape. Two other Catwoman notes. Who also really wanted this part, and I fucking love her for it. Julie Newmar oh, really, really wanted this. Who I, without looking it up, I assume was at least in her mid fifties, probably. But also Julie Newmar still 
Would have been Looks great. like exactly like Julie Newmar. Yeah. Oh, she, I think in 92 she would have been still, yeah. So, Beautiful. But I could see John Peters being like, let's probably not make our sexy female lead like 58 Yeah. in this. But I love that she's just like, no, I'm Catwoman. God. I wonder if she like went Sean Young and showed Catwoman. up like in the, the suit. She went Whatever. to the premiere. If like none that. of you have seen Julie Newmar Batman TV series... All those, e- all those episodes are the best. Yeah. It, they're the funniest. They're legitimately sexy. And she is just incredible. Her comedic timing is amazing. Her running in those Catwoman stilettos. Mm-hmm. Insane. Climbing ladders. Half of those episodes <laughs> are her running from Batman in the highest heels, right? And she's cracking jokes the whole time. Yeah. So I love that she went for this. So the woman that was actually cast was Annette Benning. Wow. And Annette Benning was viewed as more of a draw than Michelle Pfeiffer. When Michelle Pfeiffer, so like. Interesting. But then it was like she, Annette Benning got pregnant. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer stepped in. I love Annette Benning. It's right? I, It's hard to imagine Annette Benning doing this right? role. We'll yeah. do a we'll do a Grifters cast. I got Grifters on the laser disc. Yeah, we'll we'll do, we'll do we're doing the Grifters. Yeah, right. We can do that. I am having trouble picturing Annette Benning as. Yeah, the actually cast. I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I can't see anyone else but Michelle Pfeiffer doing this in, in the costume, in the attitude. She's you amazing. Know, it's like I, I, yeah. You think of someone like a Sharon Stone or so. I, I can't. Oh no, her. Sharon's Sharon Stone in ninety two you know? would have killed it. But ninety two was ba- the like, year of Basic Instinct, right? She wasn't really about as then. No, yeah, sure. She wasn't getting like and Madonna was probably in uh, League of Their Own at this. At this point, right? Oh yeah, Madonna's great in the league of their so own. So she's I mean Madonna was brunette at, at Madonna by, by ninety two she'd by gone now. brunette. So she's not gonna do Selena. Madonna was doing a lot of movies at yeah. this point, right? She's busy. You know? I I, I for, with the one with Roxanne Ar- Arquette, you know. Yeah. That was like six years before this, right? She's I don't know. she was a I think Michelle Fiverr owns this thing. She I, does. She's I, incredible. I, and and uh I'll say I think Danny DeVito actually owns the penguin in this role. I think the penguin is a. Uh, he brings a lot of pain and grimace to this insanely horny character who is basically a feral child. So it's like he's an animal who's really also like it. you think is going to just break. I'm shocked. It felt like we're like one movement away from having him just like humping legs. He basically doing other stuff. He's making all these like, yeah, like faces. Yeah. There's a so I, I didn't really notice it before <laughs> watching it this time, but. Danny Vio is so gross, and they have him in these like dirty, shit-stained long johns half the time. Yeah, that's tough. Good stuff. What, like Kenner's not gonna make those toys. <laughs> exactly. Like Hasbro's gonna be like, mm, we're just we're going Burgess. We exactly. still have the molds from Burgess we're, Meredith. We're, we're gonna, gonna, gonna do those. Yeah. The Mego Corporation's not making the shit-stained drawers <laughs> of the Penguin. So sweaty. Really make the like bad like sharpened teeth. Really just make him gutting a fish yeah. in the toy, right? Yeah, every scene he's got to be eating some raw fish <laughs> or just like squirting something out of his ass. It's I did terrible. So until watching it this time, even knowing how gross he is, they must have just had him doing this all day whenever anything 
whenever they were rolling, he mm-hmm. just turns it on. There's so many scenes where he's not really like doing stuff and he's not necessarily like talking, but he's just sitting there just going like, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he's just grunting and kind of like moving his arms and like directing traffic and like making these noises. And more than any other time I noticed, there was like five different times where you could tell the direction was just like, just stand there and like kind of grunt and swing your arms for, <laughs> for like a minute and we'll like splice. Yeah. And just get creepy. And also I kind of love it. He has the penguin in this movie is a, a, an orphaned freak who apparently is associated with the Red Triangle gang. The coolest gang to be featured for like five total minutes. Yeah. In a movie cooler than any Warriors gang. You know, the 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 Furies are cool. Well, Guys I, on roller skates are cool, but... I always want to know, yeah, how he got actually paired up with them because we see the baby bassinet, like, meet some penguins in the old zoo. And then, yeah, we Somehow he's, hear he's in the newspaper clippings, he's part of the gang, he escapes when the gang gets criminal. He technically then, lives in the abandoned zoo, which yeah. feels like major property that would have been developed. In Gotham City. Or at least get a security guard down there yeah, once in a while. Yeah, easy access on, Someone's on old Gotham Someone's shining a flashlight zoo. down there. Yeah. And constant access to sewers everywhere you look in this zoo. The zoo has got a pipeline to the entire network of <laughs> Gotham City. <laughs> Straight in there. Which, apparently, in this movie, again, it consists of one square with a Christmas tree, Shrek's department store, and the Wayne Manor, which is... One great room with a big fireplace. A That's big, all we tall see. ass room with a big just fireplace. One big fireplace. That's the entire way. And like manner. this, like a real small bat cave. It just it, there's something just a little bit like uh, claustrophobic about this movie. Yeah, that well, I, I think the first one really like you get to see so many hallways and rooms in the Wayne Manor. You get to stretch out in the bat cave a little bit. This one, it's like everything's so tight in. Yeah, you know, he's got this little computer station that he's like. He just seems hunched in there, Bruce Wayne, the whole time. He's got like a Batman CD drive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's like know, a the, Batman mixing booth. He's, he's t- you see him tight in that Batmobile, you know? Yeah, everything is just so uh, squeezed in in this movie. I don't I, know what it is. I, uh... <laughs> but then it's like then it's like explosions where dudes are flying yeah. at the same time. Batman kills like he blows up a man. Like Batman does Several. kill a guy in this movie. Yeah, Batman kills men, and some of the comic, some of the violence is really comic booky. But also, there's like guys with submachine guns. Yeah, and you aren't seeing people ripped with bullets, and a lot of them is cartoony comic Al Capone gang violence, where they're like, you know, like got a Tommy gun firing mm-hmm. up in the air. But let me tell you, a guy who scared me as a kid, and I recognized him. I didn't know his name, but he was in so much stuff. Vincent Schiavelli sure. as the oh, organ yeah. grinder with the Gatlin gun. Mm-hmm. The coolest Vincent Schiavelli. I feel like was. he's come up on this show before. Or oh, he's I, been in a movie we've covered I mean, at least. Name in the Cup, you know, yeah. cult, cult cinema he's legend, an icon. right? Yeah. He, Vincent Schiavelli's got one of the best faces in movie history. From One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest to that really yep. dark episode of Punky Brewster where they get lost in a cave. <laughs> like, you know, he's great. He's in, uh, you know, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, right? Mm-hmm. We love Skibelli. Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, he's, 
icon. I mean, character yeah. actor legend. One of the best kind of character actors were like, hey, you, tall guy with the weird face. <laughs> like, we're just going to put you in all the tall guy with a weird, mopey, droopy, like, pup, basset hound face, right? Mm-hmm. Great face. But I never saw him, like, sinister until this. Maybe, you know, afterwards he was, like, perfect as one of the magicians in Lord of Illusions. It's like, yeah, this feels like a sinister magician dweeb. Right. But the organ grinder with the Gatlin gun and his cool makeup, he looked like uh, Sid Haig. He looked like, you know, Devil's Rejects Sid Haig. Yeah. (laughs) Except he's big. I love Scabelli. We get Doug Jones. We do. As one of the... And it's very clearly Doug Jones. At first, I thought he was only going to be in it a little bit. But then that thin clown shows up so much. It's those teeth. Mm-hmm. Them Doug Jones teeth, right? He's the one that grabs the baby, doesn't he? No, the guy no? that grabs the baby is one of is one of our other show legends, oh. Gregory Scott Cummins. Oh man, too many legends, dude. They're all like in one scene of the Red Triangle Gang. I love it. No, Cummins, he's the dude from Action USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Blood Games. Oh yeah, of he's course. the the town big dumb son who starts all riding against those girls in Blood Games. Yeah. He plays Mac's dad and Always Sunny. Yeah, he's a legend. We loved him in Hack-A-Lantern. And so then he shows up in one scene of Batman Returns. It's like, oh, he's the guy that steals the baby. I never see this guy again. He's billed as Acrobat Thug (laughs) (laughs) in there. I cannot believe he's only in one thing, right? Love that guy. They're just recruiting cool guys just to play bit parts in this cool-looking gang. The... The, like, skulls on motorcyclists. Mm-hmm. Those guys look cool. It freaked me out. The guys that exploded out of a cannon and just hit the tree. These people are, like, hitting the side of the buildings, and, like, that was part of the plan. Yeah. Red Triangle Gang is just fucked. They they knew they had to hit him hard, because it could just be like, what's going on with this guy? But no, you got to pull the trigger here. You yeah. Scare There's, like, people. clowns on stilts with machine guns, the skeletons with big old googly eyes riding around on motorcycles just knifing people. Yeah. People, some guys just got, like, short shrift, while other guys have machine guns. One guy has just, like, a like a shock stick. Yeah, exactly. It's he has, a, like, pepper spray. Just a fat clown that kind of, like, is just <laughs> like, I'm going to grab somebody. Hold on. <laughs> Let me grab someone real quick. Yeah, they're just kind of like grabbing a woman, yeah. just like real quick, like a real Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, ride shit. kind of violence, whereas a guy behind him is just shooting a man. I also love how uh, in that in that scene and every other scene, it's like uh, Batman is the first line of defense. Like, <laughs> Dude, you are right. Cops in Gotham are, if any movie, man, cops are, you can't even have an anti-cop opinion. The cops have fled the scene. They're Commissioner Gordon not is involved. such a guy at the edges of this. The mayor... Who's another guy? Also in every other scene in this movie, ma- he's like a he was in Nashville. He's yeah. one of the net Michael. He's in a lot of Altman stuff. Yeah, you see this guy a lot. But again, I don't really know why we got the. I kind of love Michael the Murphy, the, the actor, mayor. but it's weird that we get into the political future of yeah. the mayor. We of have Gotham. to know his family. We get to know his <laughs> wife and child. <laughs> and really, he's a guy in the movie where it's like, oh, Bruce, you know this guy. Yeah, and he's like, oh, Max, you know Bruce. He's kind of just a guy introducing Max like, Shrek to Bruce Wayne. And, and Bruce also, Wayne's like, me and the mayor, we see eye to eye. He's like talking. Like when yeah. the mayor's not on screen, people should be asking, where's the mayor? <laughs> Bruce has a weird scene with Shrek. <laughs> Bruce has a weird scene with Shrek where he's kind of acting like a citizen journalist. Yeah. And it's like, what are these? 
what are these two? Well, the ma- I've spoken with the mayor. It's like, why are we getting to these inner... I know the councilman of Gotham. Like, the local aldermen the are getting in on it. Just like, yeah. It's like that season of The Wire where they get really involved with the newspaper. Right. And it's just like, who's Burton getting back at here? Burton's getting revenge on the mayor? What are we doing? I don't know. Yeah. It's like, why are we spending so much time with this newspaper? David Simon's like, I'm going to talk about how newspaper guys are assholes. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm getting another, I've beaten a fifth season. I'm taking this out what? on the Baltimore fuck Sun. The Washington you know Post. what? Yeah, fuck the Post. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. It's just like, we got to make sure they know Batman's politically, affi- like, they get well, in, so in, deep into this politics. movie. There's 10 minutes of a guy going like, it's the penguin. It's the penguin. Read it here. <laughs> Read all about it. And that dude's That's a, a guy. Dude. <laughs> That's a dude. That's a dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he was the Aaron Burr guy of the Come milk on. ads. Come on, people. Read about the Listen penguin. to our People Under the Stairs episode. Yep. He's the freak in that movie. Yep. But yeah, but we get some incredible gags around these newspaper headlines. Yeah. Some of them are so good. We The whole movie, I, I don't get this, man. Penguin is the grossest dude anybody's ever seen. But also he's like, the freak orphaned freak. He's like if the elephant man were accepted into polite society and then also got to like successfully run for mayor. Yeah. Essentially. It is exactly. And it, and it leans so heavily into this for a plot. We never get, we get like a random Jan hooks character notification. <laughs> like I love yep. Jan hooks showing up in a movie and never being seen again. And yeah. that dude from the Hogan family shows up. And let me tell you how much I always forget that penguin bites his nose off mm-hmm. what the fuck even PG-13? even in that scene that scene has got penguin he's he's been writing down the names of all these firstborn children that he's going to abduct later in the movie and even in that scene where shrek is like we're going to make you the mayor he's like don't sidetrack me like the the character is literally in the movie being like stop this yeah. plot shrek <laughs> has don't his... need this <laughs> Shrek has these, he's going to ride, like, he's going to prop up this fake, like, freak candidate and ride him to the top and get all them like, all favor- right, fine, favorable power deals, But I got my, right? he literally is like, I got my own thing going on. Yeah, the Penguin's working his, like, main scam of, like, kidnapping children of billionaires. Yeah. And doing, like, I think pretty unspeakable things to them. It's going to hurt them. And, Watery grave. And, yeah, Watery he's going to kill these kids. Yeah. I talked about Moses earlier getting sent up the river. Like, he is going after Egypt's firstborn. Yeah. He is going after. So it's like the movie's getting weirdly biblical, but also by a guy with, like, kind of tapered butt cheeks <laughs> that are super prevalent. And I love when Christopher Walken dresses him up for his mayoral campaign. They introduce him to his big, huge crew. Yeah. And he's just eating a fish that Christopher Walken lures him with. You're like, he's Shamu. Yeah. The relationship between these two evil men. So we're in this whole political angle of this movie where Max Shrek, I mean, you think Max Shrek could like just run for mayor himself, but I guess he sees himself as like above that. He just wants to control the mayor. I guess so. Yeah. He seems like he's so popular. Yeah. They'd love this billionaire Max Shrek. Yeah. You think he's like a beloved guy who's pulling the wool over everybody's eyes even though he has like this doof son yeah you know who just sounds like one of the barbarian brothers <laughs> pretty much and but i love he like he's like nah i'm gonna ride this freak who the town gotham just loves well, this freak pretty quickly shrek does have to you know he's getting blackmailed by the penguin because he's killed his 
you know, we've got the arm and the shredded documents scene. In Charlie, the I already told you, I understand the plot less and less <laughs> every time I watch it. I'll take your word for it. A freak uh, blackmails a rich guy to help him. The rich guy, instead of just murdering the freak like he's murdered other people. He's murdered so many people with <laughs> so little thought put to it. His first instinct when somebody's like, he's just like, this person could be trouble. He's like, maybe shove him out a maybe, window. Maybe just push him right out the window. That's the problem. Penguin's already down as far as you can go in the in the sewers. There's nowhere to push him. His, he even has a line where he's like, I'll just have to push her out a higher window. His <laughs> only thing is, meanwhile, I got better fish to fry. <laughs> love it. That was a terrible walk-in, but I loved it. <laughs> the way he calls it, bat a fish. Bat a fish. Bat a fish to fry. Oh, man. He's so good. It, the movie didn't need several other villains. It didn't. Too many villains. No. <laughs> it didn't. It, and, and again, like I'm always so baffled in the movie where then Catwoman is like, you know, Batman hit me, so I want him to go down. So she teams with Penguin to, to frame See, Batman Guys, this is 20 minutes we did not need. <laughs> I'm saying, they I kidnapped the Ice Princess. She didn't do nothing wrong. Oh, we have to watch her die. I wish we got more Ice Princess. Yeah. I was really charmed by the Ice Princess. She was cute. Time. What and, a fun role. But but it's like the whole crowd sees Batman push this woman. Then, the, then they rig the Batmobile. It goes haywire. Seemingly killing dozens of cops <laughs> who it runs over. The first time the cops show up, <laughs> that man just takes them out. Hey, we better show up to this thing. Watch out! The Batmobile! Uh, I always, hey, uh, though, that is maybe my favorite scene because I think every Batman movie needs to have Batman fighting the cops. That is the best part of any Batman movie. Totally. Anyways, uh, but yeah, and then once we like play the tape of the Penguin being an asshole and everyone throws fruit at him the idea of batman being a fugitive a vigilante a killer that the cops are after never comes up again just does not come up again yeah this is like they're trying to tarnish batman's reputation and i really love when when it looks like batman pushes a woman there's a dude in the crowd (laughs) below who enrique palazzo's him before the body has even hit the ground one man in a crowd just points up and goes hey batman pushed a woman (laughs) like he just points him out just enrico palazzo's him it's so perfect the whole anytime a like random trench coat crowd member is in this movie it's always like them reading the newspaper being like i feel like i five feet tall isn't that nice (laughs) Isn't that something? The lines that they give these extras. I'm pretty sure he even said like, "Hey, Batman, push the ice princess." Hey, Batman, push that ice princess. (laughs) Before, like, getting it in before she even makes contact. Well, yeah, there's several like real quick, quippy gags that are like done in passing. Some of them around those headlines where it's like, "Hey, would you look at this?" Penguin says he's like really just catching us up to speed, but they're doing it in this kind of like 30s funny like voice. Yeah. Gag. Meanwhile, like the flash bulbs are going off and all the old timey cameras they've got and and like the reporters have to like get on the phone and be like, Here, here's the lead. Penguin says But's beautiful. But we also get Christopher Walken telling the penguin about Poontang. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you have any memory of that? I'm Did not, they add that in? I'm not lying, dude. When I was watching this last night on HBO Max, I had to rewind. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did he just fucking say? 
<laughs> I'm not, I was like, because it's kind of like far enough in the movie where you're kind of in a lull. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is the mayor part. And then he's like, and then you get to know about Poon. And, and I just, it was like literal, like, like what? 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 What did he say? I can confidently <laughs> say that I had never heard the word poontag in oh 1992. God. That's probably the one part your grandpa was like, <laughs> I know what no, that is. No, I'll tell you. The, <laughs> the only real part of the movie I was embarrassed at because it felt so on the nose was when Danny DeVito like came in and said, like, just the pussy I want to see. <laughs> just like, Ugh. just one of those like, yeah. don't say the word. Yeah. Like don't do. We all get the like hints that he's he's been making so many hints, and then it's like they had to break down. Just had Danny DeVito suddenly just going like, "Ugh, pussy!" It's <laughs> like just like don't ah, we don't need to. But yeah, no, I absolutely like had to <laughs> rewind because po- he Tang. does kind of like a little walk-in thing on it, and I know. At best, our Walken's gonna sound like Jay Moore doing Christopher Walken. We're like doing Jay Moore doing yeah. Christopher Walken, but he Christopher Walken almost seems like he doesn't like saying the word. It's it honestly, it feels like he slips it in yeah. in a way the way the editors don't catch it. Like it's almost like that's not in the script, and he's just like, you know, we can meet some nice ladies, Puntang, and uh... <laughs> it, well, so he's doing this little like Chris. It looks like he's gonna use words that. That aren't yeah. like he's just gonna go because mm, mm, he's kind of leaning in close and he's like and I want to tell you about the mm, you know it's like <laughs> so he's like kind of just implying it and then he just kind of goes poontang <laughs> yeah I'm like wait no because he kind of like it's like he's kind of muttering it like you know and then he's like yeah. maybe he doesn't know maybe I should say but I'll also use this colloquialism he might not refer to but that means the word poontang exists in gotham city i think that's the only i like probably the only occurrence of that word <laughs> in a, any batman f- media in nine hundred years what I is mean, it now where else would who brought the word who introduced poontang to gotham city who brought that slang do you think max shrek's a vietnam war veteran do you think he was in the shit maybe <laughs> you think so i mean well, he considering lo- he this has could the- either be the 40s or the 80s, yeah, we really don't know. Well, we but- know the... Uh, so, speaking of years, one thing this time I noticed, they dump that freak flipper baby into the water, right? Mm-hmm. And then it says 33 years later. Yeah. It's like, harsh 33. <laughs> exactly. Har- <laughs> rough 33 <laughs> on DeVito. <laughs> they get DeVito to play a 33-year-old freak. Yeah. Just a sewer freak. That's like, yeah, that's a Wilford Brimley level, like, disrespect on the age there. I guess you age quicker in the sewer. Yeah. When you aren't exposed to all that vitamin C and you're just eating, like, raw fish guts. Oh, now I have to know, like, what was DeVito in 92? So he was born in 44, yeah, so he, he was, was, like, 50 years old. He's in his late 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer must have been, like, 32, 33. Keaton is probably, I'm probably now at the stage where I'm probably older than Michael Keaton. Batman yeah. Returns. I'm guessing I'm pegging him 40 to 42. But Danny Vito is disgusting. I hate how horny he kept getting because the thing I don't like about this horny 33-year-old animal, mm-hmm. even before he even like said the word, the threat of having to see him fucking <laughs> is a lot of scenes. 
Well, he seems you like you keep he's... thinking you're gonna have to see it. Yeah, he 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 makes references that make it sound like he's experienced. Right. He says something about a French flipper Dude, trick. That's one of the most disgusting lines. Yeah. He's implying that he's just gonna finger blast a girl so with his weird he flipper. He knows hand. that French equals taboo. Mm-hmm. Horny, you know. Yeah. Like there's he's 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 picking up on these social cues that like, you wouldn't get if you were just a geek in a circus. The way yeah, the way this man talks about like what he's gonna do to a couple of women, like this guy's yeah, and like this, they make it sound like he's a guy that's like, yeah, he's like knows what he's doing. But like, they make it sound like he's taking children. Like it's really fucked up, and it's and it doesn't try and distance itself from those implications. It seems like it wants us to think that, and I don't know why it wants us to think that. It does. I don't know why I'm just like this is my number one Batman movie. It's like here's another problem with the child molestation <laughs> angle that I have. This is like a character where like Freddy Krueger would be like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so like chill out. But at the time we were talking about like everybody was talking about how disgusting he was. Again, so disgusting that I don't know how the McDonald's toys worked. This is something I'm I'm sure there has to be an explanation. Because I know it's just the Burgess Meredith. I remember his little car. Yeah, he yeah. has the little like Burgess Meredith long nose and the like. It's bur- it's clearly not this penguin. None of the merch was this. Penguin. But it was like the same like the rubber duck tank he has. Like that it was, was the same duck. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like just like old penguin in the duck. So it's like they knew. So or this how is gonna be a Bernstein Bears thing where we're totally wrong. I know all the merch dimension. was just Danny DeVito <laughs> penguins, just the hardest <laughs> DeVito like. Comes with squeezy slime. Yeah. <laughs> My life. I so I remember these toys so well, but like I also remember the toys being out at the same time. The movie was out, all the toys were out. The McDonald's Happy Meal. I remember the Happy Meal box. I remember the Batman Frisbee that came on sure. top of the cup. I remember those little yeah, push yeah. the pushback cars. It was like I remember the Batmobile was really real. Like it looked like the Batmobile. And then the others were just like all the other characters, like somebody drew them at the carnival. So it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. you're carrying a tennis racket and you're in this tiny little Volkswagen Beetle. They all have like custom cars that aren't in the movie, except Penguins might have been the duck. That kind of seems like the way the movie is, though. Like yeah. the Batmobile is so sleek and shiny, and I love the opening like gadget Batmobile like display you get where it's like throwing out the flippers turning on a dime, shooting the dude with fire. That thing looks so good. And then everything else is so cartoony. Like it's Batman it, it made me think dynamite like, down a man's pants. People like really got on those <laughs> Joel Schumacher movies for making it like cartoony and neon y and stuff. It's like this fee is like got a giant rubber duck tank. Like maybe yeah, that's not... maybe is already cartoony. So I guess what I really really love about this now that I know more Batman, now that I've you know soaked up so much more, it's like Tim Burton was really just like I'm just gonna make up Batman lore. Yeah, like, I'm gonna make oh, up yeah. stuff. Like he's not sticking to canon. He's just like kind of like throwing things out there, right? Yeah. And I guess that's why I like the McDonald's Happy Meal toys. They're like we're just gonna make her car have cat ears and a, <laughs> right. and a tail that wiggles. Every I, time the tires move, the tail wiggles. Like that's just her. Like, I think Cat that's Woman what they did though too. Like I remember we had the you know the animated series Batmobile toy. Oh, those animated was, series figures. It are beautiful. was so perfect, right? 
But we also had the Joker mobile from the animated series, which never existed <laughs> and was never... just a giant smiling Joker with a Joker smile like cannon that launched off yeah. the front of it. <laughs> so I think they kind of just made shit so, up. Like, <laughs> the animated series figures were so like re- they looked so perfect. They they looked exactly like, like, like the, the compare them to right. the screen. Yeah, they are. And then, but in the cartoon, Joker just like drove an Oldsmobile. Right, you just drove a big old like, you ever car see from '58. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, well, we got obviously we got to have something. Got to have a Joker mobile, yeah, with with shooting grin uh, cannon. And I just this movie was so bizarre in how gross they made him look. You know, Danny DeVito and so gross they couldn't use him in merchandise. But now it was crazy how like I've seen so many shots lately of Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Looking exactly like the penguin in like shape and hairline and like weird black shit running down his face and making his same like (laughs) like adjusting his glasses looking like a fucking freak. Like they look exactly the same now. That's so I yeah. All I could think watching this movie was Trump and uh, Max Shrek being like, "Give the Constitution a rest." Yeah, and I never even made the Giuliani. That it's totally who he <laughs> it's is, though. A spitting image, right? And he was the fucking mayor. Yeah, he was the he mayor. He looks exactly like he was Kurt. the cobblepot. Oh my god! I mean, and so again, at the time, it's just like it's absurd the idea. It's like now there's people that are just like fucking free Rudy. <laughs> like people are like looking at the most disgusting freak ever. Yeah, and he's Rudy's got the shittiest teeth. Have you seen the lower teeth on that man? It's insane, disgusting, and he's horny as hell. He's like, get, wasn't he in that Borat movie yeah. where he's like trying to he, thinking that that girl is a prostitute or Rudy something? Rudy Giuliani, I am telling you, fact, has fucked a kid. Oh, <laughs> I am oh, telling no. you right now. Oh, you can no. quote our podcast. You can quote, so it's come oh, to this. Oh, brother, you were paying the legal fees. So on it has come to this. Rudy, he has <laughs> been with an underage woman. I guarantee it. Oh, Look at God. that man. When Danny DeVino's just like, Life I'm going to kidnap kids, like, here. I can see it. With his tombstone lower teeth, God, what a creep. That guy, <laughs> Jesus. That guy, he's had, he's had the access. Oh, my God. Uh, Tim and Burton's, uh, he, he Tim knew what he was fucking doing, apparently. Yeah, he understood yeah. this. I don't, man, Danny DeVito verbally sexually assaults so many women in this movie. I can't believe I was allowed to watch this. We talked about her in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Tim Burton classic. Yeah. I didn't realize until this year how much I loved Jan Hooks. How much I saw Jan Hooks in the scene and then was kind of bummed we didn't get more of Jan Hooks yeah. in a Batman universe. I would have loved to see a montage of her like putting him together. I wish we got the yeah. campaign manager montage. We Penguin, his campaign, they, it, they go to great lengths to introduce this mayoral campaign. I'm expecting. I think I bur- you talking about Berenstein Bears. I know I pictured this. I must have made it up out of thin air. I thought for certain there was a scene where Penguin's giving a speech and there's a big like Citizen Kane style, forty uh, yeah, yeah, foot yeah. tall Penguin banner by him. Nope, must have just added that in myself at some point. Could have been a promo image. Yeah. For the most part, that campaign gets dropped. We get all the setup for so many different ideas, and they just get. It's crazy. It's just 20 minutes of like plot points just getting like chopped. <laughs> Absolutely chopped. 
Penguin and Catwoman have a fight, and uh, she's like, fuck off. And they never speak Dude, again. When when the big mayoral campaign, when he gets when he plays the tape of him, you know, doing like to ruin Gabbo's career, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like that sick Andy Griffith movie where he's a Lonesome Roads ruins it on a hot mic. I love how quickly they wrap this story up when it when it's just Penguin just being like you know shit talking the people of Gotham. Shrek looks at him and just goes, eh. And just walks off. Gave it a shot. Storyline done. He does Absolutely. such a perfect walk and shrug. And it's just like, them's the breaks, kids. <laughs> I can't save you from that. <laughs> just the perfect sense of like, well, this is done. Yeah. I'm moving on to my other billionaire uh, scheme. Totally. We're good. A wordless de-partnering. And then, yeah, De-couple the penguin them. just being like, fuck it. Get the kids. Yeah, We're going back this to is it. Like a. original plan, political <laughs> career over. We're stealing the kids. Yeah. Oh my god, tightest story. It is tight insane. story. It's He's insane. a frog who became a prince. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, forget about him biting that guy's nose off. I forget about Christopher Walken talking about like Nazi stuff. Mm-hmm. Just because they give him a super Nazi name, Max Shrek. Jeez, just because they make him clearly like an exiled Austrian. The fact that they actually have him talk about like the Reichstag fires. Right. And that like Danny. And that like, the pe- were, were kids supposed to know that reference? <laughs> this some, is a some pretty major like, he's like Nazi. Yeah, he's history. like, yeah, we just need a, we just need like a Chicago fire. What's you know? our Reichstag fire? <laughs> and the penguin, but also the penguin's like, I know what that is. <laughs> I can tell you, that one went over my head so when I was a kid. Really weird in Gotham City. They're like, well, the Nazis were real. <laughs> like we don't have to, we don't have to make the Nazis real in this place. Like, everybody just accepts that. And even the penguin in the sewers is like, I heard of the Weimar Republic. It's it's weird that they had to put this in, right? Like It'll be like the night of a thousand knives. Yeah, like, how does what? Penguin... Was Penguin getting the news? Was the Red Triangle Gang just like, well, you wouldn't believe what's happening over in... <laughs> Who was briefing him? So I do not remember Poontang. I do yeah. not remember the Reichstag flyers getting dropped, although... Sure. I might have to look that up. I don't know if I know what that is, but yeah. <laughs> Weird. Today, as a 40-year-old man, I'm not sure I get that Didn't reference. Didn't know what it was when I was 10 years old. Uh, pr- learned about it at like 16. Probably like a fu- a pretty... B- if I was asked, I bet I would get like two details right and a lot of like, you're getting confused with Rambo. I think this I is a different piece thing. together what it is from context clues, but yeah. No, <laughs> these they were fired. They were fires started by the Nazis, I'm sure, and then yeah, blamed right. on the Jews, yeah. right? You know, and so this is his whole plan. And then, and I'm. Do they also I, bring up like the Sea of Tongan, like Vietnam? No, it was really <laughs> cool. One thing I really liked about it is that I'm putting my grandfather through the worst experience of his 90s, and also it's like he was in the war, and so I'm just like, let's go see Batman. And also, they're just like, remember the Nazis, and it's just like, God, yeah, they're gonna go back to Batman, like Storm and Norm. Yeah, and just, we're we're throwing it in. We're just it's ninety two. We're in the we're like at the coast and off a desert storm. I know. You know, it's like Schwarzkopf's gonna show up in Batman. Just drop some early nineties references, 
And uh, I did like how they they gave one line reference to the first movie where Penguin says, uh, you know, the mayor's let this city turn turn Eagle Scouts into killer clowns or something like that. I think that was a Joker reference because mm. then they yeah, I, I did like that. But yeah, it was the red triangle. So this is so the red triangle gang is different from the Joker. Like we've it's got a different Joker, clown gang. But yeah, we've also got this other circus clown fronted gang. So. We haven't really covered this, but this is kind of interesting. The fact that, you know, Batman, biggest movie of, I guess, the 80s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With that kind of, I'm, I'm not sure what movies would have made more. Maybe one of the Indiana Jones or right, like a, maybe. Uh, like a Jedi or Empire. You know, maybe one of those. But clearly one of those movies is the top, right? And Batman's right there. Kind of surprising this was not like a straight up sequel. Mm-hmm. Batman Returns, but it is a totally different Batman in a totally different vibe with new villains that you've never seen this disgusting or this lookable. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're going in all the extremes. We're throwing in seven different villains. One of them's a whole gang that's never been heard of before or after the last five minutes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, exactly. And I love I love the line where the mayor or the commissioner's like, It looks like the Red Triangle gang's back. It's like they were here before? Yeah. When did that happen? I, they they kinda dump the Red Triangle Gang's like the D plot. They're loosely they hang out with the penguin, but they don't totally like do stuff for him yeah. always. They're just kind of around. They're yeah. kind of teaming up more than they're affiliated. And uh of Pat Hangle, the commissioner, just seems to be like going to put you on the red triangle gang <laughs> we got these other hot pots going we'll take these yeah what other gangs are we not hearing about you said earlier it really seems like batman is the only line of defense that gotham has and michael keaton who shows up for about seven minutes somewhere in the middle while him and him and catwoman are just like dry humping yeah <laughs> I do like all the cute little stuff where batman and catwoman almost find out each other's identities it's insane to me that it takes them as long as it does. Like that where suddenly they slip and say the line that they've said in in the masks. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, oh, shit. Oh, you're that guy. Oh. You're that dude. <laughs> Even as a, like, kid, I recognized how, like, for a guy who I didn't have much reference to Michael Keaton, I was not such a Mr. Mom buff. Right, right. Or that movie where the where he's afraid the Japanese are going to take over the yeah. Gung- <laughs> I was going to say we, we were a gung ho family. Who in the gung ho cast? <laughs> the gung ho cast, the Asian Maybe. invasion scare ta- of uh, yeah of gung ho. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I I couldn't tell you much about Keaton before this movie, right? But I think even I knew how hot it was when he ripped off his Batman mask. Mm. Something about. This thing that I didn't understand, but the fact that it's not a clean tear, that it's not like a mask he just pulls up, he rips it off. It's like rubber moorings. Totally. And something about that was just like, oh, that's, I get this. I know what this is. Yeah. Like something about that so like primal and so just something about that jagged cut ripping his rubber mask off its bodice. I like that. I got it. Yeah. I like that he tries to connect with Selena on that mental level Mm -hmm. like he actually tries to save her a little bit uh i do like that a lot actually with with that their storyline i do like their connection i would have liked a lot more of their connection totally this movie devotes so much shrek time which is great and so (laughs) much penguin time which is great like i like the penguin stuff but like it 
the thing that suffers most is that Batman Selena. And it's clearly such an important part. We wouldn't get to Batman like revealing his identity. Mm-hmm. Which even I understood was a big moment and like a super horny moment. Because Cat Catwoman looked hot with her big curly hair spilling oh, out yeah. one part of the rip mask. That they did the great purple eye makeup. Yeah, exactly. Under her with those deep, shiny red lips. Michelle, whoever they had they had major makeup names working on this movie. V mm-hmm. Neil, like all this was a movie like nominated for its makeup. That little taper. Stan Winston did all the uh, Stan penguins Winston, stuff. of course. Yeah. yeah. Stan Winston did not just the penguins tapered buttocks, <laughs> but all of the penguin ass. work. Yeah. We get a lot of mechanical penguins, real penguins. Dudes in penguins. Midgets suits, in maybe? penguins. Yeah. Yeah. The all all of those three things working in the same area. And I dare you to not cry when those midgets in penguin suits come out to escort him into the water when the little waddling king penguins <laughs> paul bearer the penguin into the water there's something so there's not cute a dry eye in the house <laughs> about that it's scene. not even yeah. i all these penguins in the the climax of this movie feels like this interminably long build for a movie that i adore in every way yeah and it's still so muddy to me. Even looking back, this movie is such a, like, it's like Dairy Maine, the farther I am away from a <laughs> viewing the, like... Speaking the, of like, killer clowns, yeah. Yeah, it's like, the the more it's like, I'm not sure I'm remem- remembering this properly. It's such a... So many things happen, and also it's all... The plot is so messy and so constant. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot and, yeah there's and also so i love of all of it explaining things to each other yeah exactly yeah well then when, it, you, when you get down to brass tacks it's like the final fight between penguin and batman is like batman runs him over with his bat boat like that's pretty much what happens <laughs> he just kind of crashes into him and then penguin's like ah and then batman does the great like uh thing where he, he has the bat activator and he mm-hmm. gets peng- he convinces Penguin to steal it, and then the bats attack Penguin, and he falls to his death. But really, it's just like not a fight. It's ri- there's it's- no fight to it. I am hazy on the details that turned Selena into a cat, because then it's established that not only do cats have nine lives, you can just shoot them like they're a Frankenstein yeah. monster. She it- takes she takes like six shots to the gut. Each bullet is a life. <laughs> They're automatic negative one on her. She's like, I got seven lives. You got six shots. <laughs> Let's see but how we do. When she's shoved out of a a window by Christopher Walken in one of the funniest bits in, yeah. in Batman history. Ah! Ah! <laughs> it's such a... I don't know who else could have done that reaction and not been so note perfect. Because it's such a silly face that he makes. His little like... Fat boy slim, like eh? it's basically like Richard Gere closing the jewelry box. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like the same bit, except he, he pretty, shoves her out of a window he instead. Pretty woman, sir. <laughs> he snaps that little case. It's so shit. <laughs> the way he leads back, it's such a ch- ah, ah. wow. He even gives her like a little like eh? the little finger, like eh? and no, he's like. <laughs> He's so good, and you're. But I'm picturing all the other guys that would do a thing like that, and I don't think like I'm picturing a Pacino doing a, ah. you know, like I could see him doing it. There's other guys that I can see doing the thing, but Walken is again. We've talked about implications a lot in mm-hmm. some of these episodes, but again, 
America knows that Walken has been present at murder. <laughs> it's a thing we always know when we're watching Christopher Walken, right? On a on the most Whether he's involved or not. Yeah. On the most famous murder of the 80s, the most famous celebrity murder of the 80s, of which details are murky, mm -hmm. other than, like, we know that the truth is bad. <laughs> How rough is it? I heard the screams. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's such a bum rap. If Walken is 100% innocent, which is a tough percentage of odds I'm having. Yeah. I'm having trouble assigning him 100%. It sucks if you're a guy that looks like Christopher Walken and the real murderer is a guy who's like looking like Robert Wagner. <laughs> right. Like exactly. that is a tough draw. Robert. Robert Wagner. Wait, what are you it, doing? Like, like heart to heart Robert Wagner is the guy whose wife died and you're the guy who looks like a man who would kill a Robert Wagner's <laughs> wife. That is a tough draw. So America is most familiar with Christopher Walken as a guy who might murder Woody Allen, who mm -hmm. got really into Russian roulette yep. in The Deer Hunter, and then like a non-zero percent chance killed Natalie Wood. We know this about it's. It is just part of it. It's why he works. It's part of why it works. It's why he works yeah. as a Bond villain. You watch A View to the Kill. It's like. He might have killed a woman. <laughs> like, we don't totally know. He's got that Cliff Booth kind of infamy. It's crazy when we see him tap dancing in the Fat Boy Slim video because we're like, he might have killed a woman. Definitely. Like, if O.J. Simpson he's, was he's in just a... swimming through the air the way that Natalie yeah. Wood was unable to swim right. in the water. Yeah, because he might have held her head under. <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> If O.J. Simpson had showed up in a mo in like a, a Moby note. video, I That's don't know. True. I don't think it would have worked. O.J. Simpson was liked in the Naked Gun movies, but he wasn't showing up in stuff after. Yeah, after the thing, right? Once '94, we got a lot less. After '97, we got a lot less Robert Blake. But it's also like walking, you know, we know Matthew Broderick killed two people. <laughs> he killed he killed men, right? Uh, yeah. Like in Fact. a in a wrong way driving accident in Ireland. And he just, you know, he had to like go away for a while and come back. And he was still cute little Matthew Broderick. Yeah, right? Like walking doesn't get that assurance or, or that luxury. Yeah. Because he's a weird looking dude. He's a weird dude. He's he leans not... into the weird looking dude stuff. Do you know how many girlfriends Michael J. Fox could have accidentally killed in the 80s and gotten away with it? Walken, it's insane that he got away with one. Mm -hmm. And it was a half one. Yeah. If there wasn't another person there, donezo. You're done. She went for a night swim. Nope. No one's believing that. <laughs> You're gone. You're gone. And, uh, and oh, man, it's, an, it's a miracle that he survived to do this, right? It's a miracle he's in movies. It's a Christmas miracle. Thing, right? It's a Christmas miracle <laughs> that he's able to part. So, like, you know, when OJ did the, like, if I did it thing. Yeah, yeah. Robert yeah. Wagner was never doing the, like, well, if I killed Natalie. No, Robert Wagner pretty much did heart to heart and then pieced out Stuck to his guns. for a decade. Like yeah. he was just like he married a nice uh, I forget which actress he married after. They've been, they're still married. Like they married for 35 years. That gave him some credibility. Mm -hmm. He's like, "Well, this marriage has lasted very long. No murders." 
Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, law of averages. Christopher Walken, for the record, has been married very long to the same casting agent woman. Okay, and she's not dead. So they've <laughs> both kept so a clean far. nose since 1981. But Shrek really leans into his like how quickly he will push a woman overboard in this movie. I would not have agreed personally to like shove a woman over the ledge of something were I him. But that's what makes walking walking. Yeah. I wouldn't have bought You didn't want it enough. I could have seen Pacino pulling off the like eh? kind of thing. I couldn't have pictured Pacino shoving a woman out the window. You needed to get a probable killer to pull off Max Shrek. And you do it and then you're like, you guys, I realize we just cast a potential murderer as our main villain. We need to get another villain and bill him over this villain and erase this guy who we accidentally put in 80 minutes of our movie. Get the focus off him. Let's <laughs> get, get it on famous comedic him. actor Danny Make DeVito. him disgusting. Yeah. Pay DeVito 10 mil. Put him in these long johns. Yeah. Well, I don't know how it works so well, you, you, but it does. The, you know, they ran through the possible taglines and they were like, you know, this movie is kind of like about a bat, a cat and a Shrek. You do know this that. is before Shrek is like a thing that people know what that means. It would. So, dude, it's a billionaire. They really easily could have just called him the rat. Like they easily could have just completed the rhyme. And he's like, why is he the rat? He's like, oh, because he's like a robber baron and he's like the worst capitalist. Like, right. yeah, fuck. like they could have done this. And then I said, but the penguin. And let's make him keep it in the animal let's kingdom. Let's make him sick. Let's make him a freak. Yeah. And my grandfather took me to see it. <laughs> and I loved it. And I still love it. I love how convoluted it is. I love how many ideas there are. I wish, of course, I wish we got and see tons of the red tri- yeah. triangle. Yeah. Great. See a whole season of that. Yeah. yeah. I'd love all of it. I'd love a movie just with Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Whipping heads, mannequin heads in a department store, right? Give it to me, great. I'd love, a, I'd love a romantic interest story with Batman and Catwoman. I loved all the little weird relationships and one-offs in this movie. Well, Give me a Max Shrek posting his sh- posting old chip up for the. That's what's so great about the animated series. You get all that, dude. The animated series was, it, it, to me, is the best. It's perfect. The Mask of the Phantasm is my favorite Batman movie because it's actually about Batman. Yeah, and uh, his, that came out one year life. after Batman Returns, yeah. right? Bat for a for a boy that didn't know about Batman, within a six month period, it got Batman Returns. The best animated superhero cartoon ever. Yeah. Batman Return. Batman the Animated Series, which just defines the character, right? Yeah. And then Mask of the Phantasm in 93, which is great. That's probably my number two. It's epic. Batman movie. It's so good. The animated series. So one thing Batman Returns did. This Danny Elfman score. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the canonical Batman music. It when is. I think yeah. of Batman, I think of the entire Batman Returns score. This is the Batman theme. The music in ev- the animated series music is so incredible because they devoted so much unique music to each individual episode. They scored so much music for this. They did, yeah. And all of it is great. I have 
stupid box sets of some of these episodes because some of the, the man bat episode like some of these I some of their wings <laughs> <laughs> yeah clayface is the one i watched the most that two-part clayface clayface episode burned insane. into my brain i don't know why we've never gotten a clayface movie he is we, the cgi one technology of is there the crazy, michael chiklis is gonna get older people the crazy thing is uh you watch Batman Returns, and the Penguin is actually like the Killer Croc uh, villain, right? The circus freak who lives in a sewer, literally Killer Croc. The only good and killer I love cro- him so much. In the, the only good series. Killer Croc we've gotten is in like the Arkham Asylum video games. Yeah, right. Crazy, we haven't gotten more Killer Croc. But uh, man, what they did in the animated series, I I think that's what you know. The, again, the Batman character is so adaptable and he really got a resurgence with the Frank Miller comics in the eighties and that turned into the Tim Burton movies and that turned into the animated series. And I think that is what has just pushed him into the next level. If, if the Batman returns movie got decried as too dark, we've talked about this before 1989 to 92 times were different. The Mm -hmm. things that shocked society. Then we have become desensitized the stuff that my parents accept as like normal television you watch any show on CBS, the most watched by Old People <laughs> Network, all these shows are just 30-minute comedies about people making just like the most overt sex. The mouths on those two broke girls yeah. will chill you Shocking. cold. Shocking. It is in the, the, the non-discreet jokes. They are just ramming down these old people's gullets. Yeah. Shocking to me. And... 1989, when Bart Simpson talked back to an adult, they were like, no, no, no. We don't accept this. Don't have a cow, Mom. It's like, don't tell me. <laughs> no. Nope. No parent had ever heard that phrase before, but each parent know, like, we have to stamp this out. Yeah. We're not letting that one get set. We think it's pretty bad. I, I And I remember the same controversy with Catwoman licking Batman across the lips there that one scene it's just like can you believe it i've never seen something like that but again just like batman pulling off his whole like everything you know you know the just just like pull tossing that off cow condom away yeah (laughs) just going just raw dogging it as batman (laughs) it made me think of leslie nielsen and naked gun pulling his whole suit off in one swoop (laughs) yeah (laughs) he just tucks it all off just Batman just stripping down in one go. Man, they made that too easy. Yeah. And he doesn't even have a zipper in there. Just formed rubber. How's he getting into her? It's impossible. <laughs> he's ripping at this suit. And it's all stitching. I can't find the seam. That he's tearing at her like she's a bag lady. We're like eight layers. She's stuck like, in so there, where, right? Where, yeah. Where's the... Where, what do you got here? But the zip. The animated series. When I like close my eyes and think of Batman, I just hear about the the theme song of the animated series and so how perfect it is right that orchestral yeah. theme right and it's all it's all elfman it's like introduced here and it's just this whole score you also get the weird circusy elements which i'm always a sucker for mm-hmm. in a in a movie horror, when you get the circus elements in the horror score that's good like a carnival funhouse score but this is such an elegant score danny elfman's no secret now yeah we're talking about the simpsons danny elfman was 
He was know, scoring right? all of the things that parents hated <laughs> <laughs> over this four-year period. It's associated with Elfman. You know there's like a dark underbelly. He Did he ask that man, who the hell are you? <laughs> no, sir. We're not letting that. We're not letting Charlie do that. Yeah. It's a miracle these things were allowed to us. Right? And they feel so small in retrospect. It's different when you're when you're hearing the word pussy said by a guy with <laughs> disgusting teeth in front of my poor dentist grandfather. Yeah. Not only forced to watch a man with the worst <laughs> dental hygiene, but also he's like a sex pest. <laughs> yeah. My my grandfather was a seventh day Adventist. He was a he was he tithed. You know, he didn't need to be dragged on a weekday matinee to I see know. this. Like, he probably went to confession after that. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't just like pay for my my buddy and I's ticket. Just pick us up after. Right. He would have had it such an easier afternoon. He'd go smoke fish. That's that's what he wanted to do. He would paint. He painted. Yeah. He painted. Aww. He loved painting watermelons. My grandfather painted watermelons. He would carve wood into the shape of a watermelon and then paint it to make it look like a watermelon Hmm. and then carry them in his truck and give them out to strangers. And I was taking him away from that to make him watch the most unpleasant movie he's ever seen. (laughs) I want to see the fat man uh, hump thing. He was retired. (laughs) I was like, perfect. You'll be able to take me. Inconsiderate. Oh. I can't believe I made an old man watch this movie, but I love this movie. I love its messiness. I love that it got made. I love that this is such a Tim Burton vision. Yeah, this is all Tim Burton. Right? We just covered a couple months ago Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which again I didn't realize until we were talking about it, how much of Tim Burton's vision this was. Mm-hmm. I found an interview with Paul Rubens where he was just. All these lines that I just assumed were Pee-wee's idea, right? All these weird things in his house that I assumed was just Paul Rubin's twisted vision. No, man. Burton's fink He owned this movie. He knew exactly what he wanted Pee-wee to look like on the big screen. Right. And that movie has just gotten better and better and better for a movie I've seen 20 times. And Batman Returns is not at that Pee-wee level to me, but it is my clear favorite Batman movie. I don't know which one will topple it. Of all the classic ones, and I'm a big Schumacher guy. Yeah. I love the Schumacher movies. I love the gaiety and the neon of the <laughs> Schumacher ones. I saw... he, he went for his own thing, too. Yeah, yeah right. and it's great. I watched yeah. just the the rollerblade ice skating scene in Batman and Robin alone. Golden. Yeah. I don't care what the rest of the movie is. On, <laughs> I love all the Schumacher. I saw, I saw... Man, I remember how annoyed my... Just like I ruined my grandfather's Wednesday, let me tell you how much my mom hated everything Jim Carrey did (laughs) in Batman Forever. What an annoying dude that I made my parents go see so many times. See, now that is the first movie I have a memory. Batman Forever is the first movie I remember my mom dropping us off and we, Mm. me and my brother went by ourselves into that movie. You know what got mom? Even my mom was like, you're old enough to watch it. I don't need to be here for it. You know how my mom got conned into Batman Forever? Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee. Tommy sure. Lee. Absolutely. She was so into the future. She loved God. TLJ. 
And everything I hear is that he fucking hated being Two Face. <laughs> right? He, he hated seemed Jim like Carrey. a guy that would fucking hate Jim Carrey. That he would hate Two Face. The whole thing. That's what I've heard. He's so out of place in this, and he's still doing <laughs> the just like ah, like yeah, it's, it's like great. Right, right? You don't have to do that. We got Jim Carrey to do that. Yeah, my family saw the Fugitive it's together. Funny. We were bit my. my Tommy Lee Jones was a man loved by parents. Totally, yeah. Especially 90s Tommy Lee Jones. Once he hit with The Fugitive, it's like this guy's goaded for the next decade. <laughs> Absolutely. And so when Batman Forever comes out, it's just like, this seems fun. It's Tommy. And let me tell you, Jim Carrey was just like parent kryptonite. My now, mom was insulted I by, wonder, by yeah. the comedy of Jim Carrey. Now, did she like Men in Black? Oh, yeah. Because Loves Men in Black. I remember my dad taking us to Men in Black and just being like, God damn, Tommy Lee Jones fucking did it again. Yeah. <laughs> Not only did she love, we saw that at the Raven. That was like a 97 summer blockbuster, yeah. right? Not only did she love uh, Men in Black, she loved it because of Tommy Lee so Jones. Good in it. Yeah. Him and, him and Will Smith are never better. But that's yeah. a different episode. No, she loved Independence <laughs> Day, loved Men in Black. Hated Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Yeah. All of his leg kicks. Just fair go. enough. Hated it. Tommy Jones and his stupid The Mask zoot suits. I love them. I love those <laughs> Schumacher ones, man. Batman Robin's so fucking fun. And but Batman Returns, like Tim Burton, just getting a big ass budget, getting into arguments. I would love to see an argument between Tim Burton and John Peters. Mm hmm. John Peters' movie made more, but this movie is Tim Burton. And Tim Burton had just a vision for Batman. This is such a weird Gotham. I wish we could have gotten an operational Gotham Zoo. Yeah. The skeleton of the Gotham Zoo, which looked like it had been abandoned for 20 years. Many, many years. Or 33 years. years. Yeah, right. At least. Like, what was that big crab? Exactly. What's the crab exhibit (laughs) at Gotham Zoo? The crab was the biggest thing in that zoo. And so it's like, were there crabs? Crab people? Crab people got me through Aquaman. Sure. When they mentioned oh, crab yeah. people early on in Aquaman, when I was sneaking into it at Third Street, I was like, I, I, I need to see the crab people. <laughs> totally delivered. Once the New crab Aquaman people show up. Now. I saw, yeah. I saw, <laughs> I saw Godzilla last night. The kids were loving the Aquaman. Lined I up bet. the concessions out the oh, door. Good. good. Yeah. Good for them. Ocean Master, it's called. Sure. <laughs> But, Should have been called Return of the Crab People. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> crab People would have gotten Revenge me night one. Crab people. God, the Crab People were sick and not, man. <laughs> but this movie had such every idea. All of the art direction ideas. You want to do miniatures? You got them. You want to do crazy costumes? Got them. Right. Ridiculous makeup? We'll get all of the best makeup people. All the makeup. All the gadgets. You want to build more than one set? Not so fast. <laughs> we got Rockefeller Center here. What's crazy about the old, like, s- restricting it to so few sets, at the very end, we get this ridiculous sewer set. We get this other angle of Danny DeVito's sewer where it's like, wait, he's been living in that the whole time? <laughs> like, they turn the camera around. It's like, oh, this room's big. He's been on this tiny little island. Right. You think he's in the sewer. It's like, no, there's a skylight. This is an exhibit. This thing is like a hundred foot tall cavern (laughs) that he's living in. He has bleachers set up in there. Yeah. He has a grandstand set up in the sewer. He's got a backstage. The penguins come out from backstage. (laughs) Yeah. This is like an organized, like big, like concert arena. And it looks like he's just living in a corner of the sewer. 
<laughs> weird God. weird choice to reveal that set at the final 10 minutes uh i never <clears> laughed <throat> uh-huh <clears throat> I never laughed so hard in this movie as I did this time when Penguin has that final kind of monster reviving for the last minute and he grabs the last umbrella. Yeah. And he just and he pops it open thinking it's gonna be a gun or something and he just goes like, I got the cute one. <laughs> I just wanna say that's fucking funny. <laughs> Grabbing the cute one and dying without being able to shoot Batman. His umbrellas are so unexpected. Love the umbrellas. So Again, for a movie distancing itself from classic Batman and making the the Penguin just totally different from the original TV series and comic book, of all the things to keep, the umbrellas, the umbrellas baby. from this disgusting guy. I have no idea why this guy was so obsessed with umbrellas. They make... I did not remember so many like eh, is this parasol as big <laughs> as mine like kind of dice jokes. Who are these jokes for? There were so many like dick jokes from the Penguin, Love and then it. every time it's just making you think about what his like dick might look like. I don't know what Penguin sex. I don't know what Penguin dicks look like, <laughs> but like the I, the threat that we're gonna I think see you have it an idea. is so like. <laughs> I would. How shocked would you be if he is like suddenly just like got this little like. I don't know. It's kind of crazy that as a feral man, yeah, he didn't just whip it out constantly in this movie. Yeah, he's he actually shows some restraint. restraint. Yeah, almost. Yeah, he had to have been raised right at some step of the way. But the parasols, I had no idea what that meant. I didn't know why he had helicopter umbrellas or machine oh, gun it. umbrellas. He's pulling them at random, like he's not go go gadgeting. Things. Somebody's making those. Somebody's manufacturing. I love. These I love also the scene where they they uh, hack the Batmobile. It's like these are some smart clowns. They they got schematics. Yeah, they got blueprints out. They're connected wires. These weird impl- like, like Batman talking about. You guys could Bat- be engineers. You could, could could make some money here. Yeah, I guess there was a subplot where they were gonna have somebody who's Batman's mechanic. Before oh, they yeah, realize, yeah. like, guys, we actually have lucked into 13 other stories. Have you seen that episode of the animated series? Of Batman course. Mechanic. <laughs> A cl- fucking classic. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But this was, I don't, I don't know if this is made up. I don't, it feels real. But supposedly the mechanic was going to be Robin. And Tim Burton yeah. was the one that was like, we don't need Robin. There's too much with, to in, also introduce Robin. I I uh, read or, or heard something. Yeah, the idea was like it was gonna be like Marlon. It was Wayans, Marlon Wayans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Robin, they actually sold Robin figures for Batman Returns. Was he like like black action Robin? figures? No, he was white, but he had a he had like a high top fade. <laughs> the hair is like a high like a guile like high top because it was gonna be Marlon Wayans. <laughs> They just painted him white. And they just were like, keep it white. We're going to keep Penguin old school. We're going to keep Robin white. They turned him into like Brian Bosworth. Pretty, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? No. So I don't, the Rob, the Marlon Wayans casting, like I said, that's weird. Because Marlon Wayans wasn't like, he was the one Wayans that wasn't that's a That's kind of what makes me think like that's probably that all feels, bullshit. Right? <laughs> like, I don't think he was on in Living Color until the later seasons. I guarantee it wasn't. It had to have been later than 92. Yeah. 
Before then, it was Keenan Ivory and well, when did they do the, the Don't Be a Menace While Drinking Your Juice? Was, was that 96? Okay. okay. Blank Man was 92, mm. 93. So Damon Wayans was Damon's getting his own too fake old. Yeah. Superman movies. They but, needed a kid, though. I think they I think they knew Marlon was like the kid to go but with. But I don't think America knew Marlon Wayans. No. And so what a well, Probably weird... why he got cut from the Right. <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> we, have, we have hired a black comic actor to pl- portray robin yeah we can't keep the fade keep the fade so that does so even though we didn't like they get Marlon made the Wayans, mold that yeah. means we knew that the robin would have had like a flat top yeah big hair and that's and it's pretty much what the robin in the animated series ends up looking like <laughs> what was the the post animated series one with robin like dark i don't know where he clearly had a mullet the Dick Grayson, uh... Nightwing. Nightwing. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, see, he becomes I... Nightwing. Dick Grayson, yeah, graduates essentially to yeah. I mean, Nightwing. he has a mullet as as Nightwing. Pretty much, yeah. Especially the... in the '90s. Yeah. Well, that was a, like Superman had a mullet in I the know. '90s. Like, it's like that one. Un... It's like that Lou Reed era where Lou Reed had a mullet, and it's just like yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so the least cool era. It's, it's cool just, when like the least when the coolest guys have their least. I cool think that era. was true in, in all comics in the nineties too. Is like everyone was a little Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, they just kind of had that pretty. Pu- that it wasn't Bishop a full Billy cable, Ray, but all. like during his lowest era, Bob Dylan had a mullet. Yeah, when Bob Dylan was just like wanting to join the great. I kind of have a mullet right now, so I can't say anything. <laughs> I just have haven't like been able to get Dick a haircut Grayson, in a while. like high top fade <laughs> mullet though, but. Uh, yeah, so, man, the idea of adding in Batman's mechanic, because I can see where it fits in, because they really talk about, we're going to need to get some repairs done to the Batmobile. And also, here's the thing I don't like. They introduce this really stupid Batman feature on the Batmobile, which is just the Batmobile getting skinny. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like Missile. such the ambiguously gay duo's, like, <laughs> dick and balls car. But also, I hate how the way it gets skinny is just by ditching almost all the Batmobile. I would have, yeah. I really would have loved to see a glimpse into the secondary market where people are scrapping Batmobile husks. This is an ex... When he's like, we need to get some repairs done to the Batmobile, it's like, you ditched the entire body. Yeah. To turn into this like dick car to slip through the alley. You have this entire vehicle that you ditched. And then the boat gets introduced with no... He's just suddenly in a boat. Yeah. He's in a boat just zipping in the sewer. Just a speedboat. They can also do loop-de-loops. I like the boat. I'm almost surprised how little vehicle action there were. Because I'm assuming all of these vehicles were sold. Oh, definitely. Like... On their on their action figures, I'm but. pretty yeah. I'm pretty sure we had if it wasn't the McDonald's toy, we had a version of the of the Batmobile that like you basically press the button, it turns into the Dick missile. <laughs> and, really? And was uh, it okay? Do you remember the Crash Test Dummies figures where you press the button on their uh, chest and their limbs blow off? Yeah. Was it like that where you press a so. button and the exterior, the exoskeleton falls aside? That feels right to me. A lo- there was a lot of exoskeleton shedding action figures yeah. during our era. Yeah. That was a thing that they did. We loved the the push a button and a thing pops off. So He-Man had a thing where it's like you push a thing on his back, the armor dents. Yeah. You oh, know? yeah, for sure. 
definitely I had, had those. You had a, you damage. had the turtles and the 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 turtles did that and Batman. I had GI Joe and and He Man. I remember we had those alien figures like the oh and one of them was like you would hit the back and it would like explode. The alien again, it was really weird. We really lived through all the stuff where they were just marketing R-rated <laughs> yes. movies directly to us. We, the term they had we, so many yeah, Terminator, Terminator toys. W- RoboCop. <laughs> yeah. we My parents would have shit toys if I had games. seen RoboCop when yeah. I was a child. Totally wouldn't have flown. I wasn't allowed to see Judgment Day. It almost got to a point where, like, if a movie didn't have an action figure line, you're like, "What is going on here?" Like, I remember they had action figures for Hook. <laughs> sure. Like, Hook is a very those that no. See, that's the thing. Like, you're jaded. They're collecting Hook, Hook makes toys. sense <laughs> as an action figure toy. The fact that we had gotten Alien toys. Yeah. That's the weird thing. Aliens a movie. It just that, felt like it, 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 I feel like there was a sense where I was like, of course, now every movie is going to have toys to it. Yeah. Yeah. Ghostbusters made more sense as a as an even if it's an adult sure. movie. The Terminator though. Kids shouldn't be seeing the Terminator. Aliens. Predator. Oh, we had Predator, yeah, Predator toys yeah. up the ass. Aliens, the movie, like, my dad had nightmares from Alien. I shouldn't be seeing. Surely not playing with the toys from my favorite hit series, Alien. Yeah. G.I. Joe, at least, like, they're shooting laser guns. Yeah. People aren't getting, like, torn up. <laughs> you know? He-Man is all cartoon damage. If the Dolph Lundgren movie had been just him ripping men in half... And be just like, I'm not sure about it. Should have been. I'm not sure that (laughs) obviously (laughs) would have been the best, right? I think the ending of Batman Returns is a complete mess. I think they should have just stopped pussyfooting around. I think Batman is... This should have been... There are so many directions that they needed to do one. To see the the Batman versus Max Shrek movie... The Batman getting with Catman, Catwoman after feuding with her movie. Yeah. Batman versus the Penguin movie. They had it all. I love them for having it all. But I really do wonder what it would have been if it was singled down. Yeah. Shoot, man. Batman versus Red Triangle Gang. I don't know. That doesn't feel like a full movie. <laughs> that doesn't feel full. That feels like an animated series episode. No. It's definitely this is a this is a great movie that yeah has a lot of sidetracking and. and uh, too many loose threads to to wrap up. It's like the Red Triangle Gang just just kind of cartwheels off the screen. Like they just they just leave. They don't get arrested. They're still out there somewhere. Catwoman is still out there at the end. Like what? Nothing a detail is resolved. I think <laughs> this is an, an important fried, but, but uh, you know undignified write off of the Red Triangle Gang from the story. None of them. See, they're all. They love crime. These are all these are all weirdos that love criming, right? When penguins like, then we're gonna steal all the kids. One of like immediately the air gets a little sucked out of the room. You can yeah. tell they're like, we like kind of shooting up. Like we're kind of anti-capitalist. We're not like we're not really into kids. Yeah, and but- one guy is even like, sounds bad. Right. Like, this sounds... We didn't sign up for this. And I love that that line where he's like, isn't that a little... <laughs> and then Penguin shoots him and goes, it's a lot! <laughs> yeah. It's great. Great gag, isn't this? But after that, they're just like, okay, we established that Red, the Red Triangle Gang is like, we like causing mayhem and getting yeah. into, like, some scrapes. But, yeah, that I love that scene where uh, 
they're rolling with the train with all the kids in the cages. Like they've got the kids, right? And then you know when Batman shows up, they're just like, "No, nah, man, you can have them. We're not even fighting yeah. this. I don't want to do this. No, we don't want to do this." For all the character actors that we got, just a bit of the uh, the amazing entrance of Scavelli with the Gatlin gun. He to me watching this younger, he seemed like, "Oh, this is a major guy." Right. Yeah. Like before, I knew who Bane was. I was like, "Oh, this guy's probably the Bane mm. of this gang." And then for the rest of the one, he's just kind of doing ob jobs. He's around a lot, but he's never grinding again. Yeah. He never machine guns anybody. The monkey is around. Yeah. But then by the time they're they're corralling all the Gotham's firstborn, he's the guy in the driver's seat being like, hey, what's taking so long back there? <laughs> <laughs> he's just driving the kid mobile. scheduled to keep. Like what? This but guy yeah. was this guy was machine gunning more than anybody, and now he's just like, all right, come on, let's come on, guys. But I just yeah, I love how they're like, we don't even need to show Batman fighting these guys. Like it's implied. He shows up, takes care of the kids. They're all fine. Yeah, they rush through so many of those other little things yeah. for a movie that seemingly takes endless amounts of time on other things. A lot of time mismanagement. Look, every time I watch it now, though, I love the scenes that we get. I love that I we do. get yeah. what we get. I think I enjoy it more as a collection of like a bunch of crazy dumb shit than I would if I enjoyed it as a cohesive story. Yeah. My favorite bits of this movie are like the little five to seven minute segments where Catwoman is whipping the heads and Penguin gets to say like, I saw her first and then f- gotta fly. That, and like pl- that's, that played that kind of in stuff. every trailer and yeah. ad for I, I love five. that stuff. And then... Uh, uh, what was I just gonna say? Yeah, but the the uh, yeah, there's there's moments that mm-hmm. are just so pure. Yeah, it's a movie of a so bunch great. of great moments, and yeah. I think I like it more as this movie of moments. Yeah, than if oh. it would have been a really great dramatic complete story. Uh, Super freak playing in the background what? of the masquerade ball. This is a movie that is all <laughs> Danny Elfman, all Danny Elfman. So many perfect little moments. You like talk that. about a movie that like I'm surprised they you know McDonald's. Could not have known this was the movie, but how did they know to not use Danny DeVito? How'd they have that other penguin so ready for their toys? Yeah. How'd they know? How'd they all know? But also, Super Freak is a crazy song to be like a number one hit in the nation. <laughs> uh, true. Rick James, those first four albums of Rick James. It his, is his pretty funk much describes this movie, right? Super Freaks. Rick James kept Motown alive through the disco era. Rick James was the chart topper that was feeding Motown, right? Yeah. Super Freak is a dirty song. All of Rick James' songs are dirty songs. That guy had way more top ten hits than you might know. America loved Rick James. And Rick James was writing songs about Linda Blair aborting his child. <laughs> Jesus. That's what Rick James was doing. And then Tim Burton's like, we need to introduce that Rick James exists in Gotham City. <laughs> yeah. I need a jazzy version. This this super <laughs> elevator like gala band needs to do Super Freak. Also, I want a Susie and the Banshees song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that should have been our Kissed from a Rose. Yeah, exactly. The Susie song is really good in this, but that Seal song, that was the that was the Batman song. Of all the Batman songs to catch on. It's the it's the way he hits the baby. Once he hits the like baby, baby. if she had, if Susie had thrown in that iconic, yeah, Seal hit that baby status, and it's like done. 
out blew the U2 song from that soundtrack out of the water. Oh, yeah. Done. You couldn't, know it exists. Couldn't hold it up to Kiss from a Rose. So, yeah, the one original, the super freak instrumental and the end credits Susie of the band. I, it played during, like, Batman and Catwoman, like, slow. Like, yeah, it came on after Super Freak, I, I think. That yeah. playfulness of them, like, knowing but not knowing their identities. That was, like, they figured it out, but they're still just, like, mm, there's still that tension, right? I think yeah. we could have kept up a full movie of that tension. We could have made a real hot Keaton and Cat. I liked the chemistry of Keaton and I did Michelle too. Pfeiffer. Yeah, for sure. Apparently, that's because they were, like, actually... <laughs> Keaton, I swear, I did not. Keaton reported they had had a thing before Batman Returns. Keaton was in the process of trying to get back together with his wife, Mm. and was like, "I don't want Michelle for hired." That's what like get Benning. Keaton didn't used to fuck (laughs) Benning. He's not gonna be fucking Warren Beatty's woman. We don't do that. Like, no, bring back the one he are. So that that chemistry there, that was that was real. real, baby. That was real. And you could feel it. And I hate that we got as little of it as we did. We got so much Penguin leering at women. I didn't want Penguin and Jan Hooks to hook up. No. But I no would have taken a, that. I would have taken a movie. Also, when you're talking about him controlling the Batmobile, it's great that he has his own trailer with like a child's Chuck E. Cheese ride controlling How Batman. How is that not like in every arcade after that movie? That Thank was the you. one miss. Thank you. How that did they not it. merchandise that? It, they already thought of the merchandising in the movie. Yeah. It felt like a thing intentionally made just to cross promote with like Chuck E. Cheese. Also, do you think Winnebago gave some money to the production? <laughs> Why is it in a Winnebago? <laughs> this campaign trailer? Why? I don't know, but it's I love all these choices. I wonder what John Peters would have done on set. Oh, we're not doing this. <laughs> just fueled by that fucking Winnebago just, off the just, set. Just doing coke, wearing a white suit. Why <laughs> we got a Winnebago in here? Who knows? I don't know. This movie kind of shouldn't exist. This kind of shouldn't have happened, right? But it made huge money. It should have made huge money. It also could have easily been the biggest disaster. I love it. I I don't have the same kind of passion for the Dark Knight. Mm. Or Batman Begins. Yeah. And I don't think it's nostalgia clouding that. This holds up as just a vision of Gotham City. I don't think there's a better director to picture an unfettered Tim Burton Gotham City. And the fact that he got Stan Winston, Danny Elfman, all of his like cool freaks. Totally. That all had that vision. And complaining about all the cast hogging screen time from each other is a perfect cast mm-hmm. everybody in their roles is too good it just makes you want them more michael keaton is good in this yeah he is absolutely. a funny charming cool guy batman i love keaton love michelle pfeiffer love devito love walking they're all good if you've somehow not seen <laughs> batman returns if you have avoided the itchy it and off. scratchy sequel yeah. this long no America loved this movie, and they hated this movie. Just like Christmas. Just like Christmas. This is, <laughs> it's the best and the worst. This is another one. <laughs> just like Eyes Wide Shut last week, this is another one of those summer blockbusters set squarely in Christmas. Yep. But this is a Christmas movie. 
for a thing that nobody ever references at all in this movie, Christmas is bleeding into every weird scene of this movie. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's Christmas Eve. It is. We're all spending time with our families listening to our favorite podcast. <laughs> Watching the Christmas story. Put on Batman Returns. Put on Batman Returns. Absolutely. Discuss the family. Eat it with your raw fish. Yeah. This is a Christmas movie. This is the best Batman movie. I don't know how many superhero movies are better than this one. I just love this movie. It's on every streaming platform. See it. Came to this. It did. Oh, my goodness. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And what does he say at the end? He goes, goodwill towards men. Did they do that? And women. And women. This is an inclusive. This is, na, 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 na. <laughs> this is inclusive. I love it. Women and women first. I love this movie. Benchmark. All right, we're going to do Catwoman next week, I guess. <laughs> first time viewer. <laughs> Came to that. Thank you for listening. Merry Christmas. <laughs>